Hey, quit checking for calls, asshole. Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 567-0560, toll free for David Broward, or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Neil, God! Hey, that's a good looking guy yeah and what's happening to this thing george i don't know what's happening it's all to lit it. up huh what's happening to it it's lit up like it's going to play and it ain't playing Okay. And I'll tell you what makeup, what wonders makeup does on television. He looks like he just got run over by a Mack truck, doesn't he? Woo! Well, I'm off of him. But anyway, okay. 103 at 560 WQM. Happy Pesach to all our Yidlops. Oh, oh, by the way, we got to do a phone line check for that uh, Schwarz, I mean, that the dark-complected guy that called right at the end of the worst team this morning. Tell Neil to stop back. Wait, let's do a line check. Everybody call right now. We're not going to answer the phone just to see because the phone company wasn't here yesterday, like I told you. They were screwing around with the phone. See, the thing that's set up here in this room, which I just found out from you yesterday, I didn't realize that. 
it's wired differently from like just right down the hallway, like uh, ten feet away. Not just this room. Anytime you have a whole bunch of lines going into a place, there's a big yeah. wall of five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. They're all ringing there. Okay, well now see that's interesting. They're not. I mean they're, they're they, like they uh, don't roll over in uh, one why? two three order. I don't why know. not? I asked George that yesterday, and he said, Well, how come four and six aren't ringing there? Huh? You know, there's more than uh, six people calling right now. See, I told you. Watch. See, look at that. There you go. You know that's not possible. <coughs> so nice going there, uh, Bell South. You just, you just guys can't get it working. You just they all go. No, they're all doing now. I mean, they roll over, but just not in uh, Beethoven. One, two, three, uh, order. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Get off my phone. Thank you very much. Well, that's good. At least we're making a little bit of progress, okay? Oh! That's exciting to see that. I mean, we'll still be begging for calls, but at least we know that the lines work. That's always because psychologically, if you're sitting there and you think that the phone is all screwed up or that they're potching around like that guy that was blowing the skin flute on here yesterday because uh, Bell South was working on lines in the middle of the show. I mean, you know, of course you're going to do it in the middle of this show because this isn't a sports show. You know, we've got to make the sports fags happy. We don't want to interrupt their shows. Hey, you think the Dolphins are going to draft a quarterback this year? Anybody care? No. On the 31st of March, anybody give a flying crap? No. You got 17 days, huh? 17 days to the NFL draft. Do you think maybe you could contain yourselves a little while? No. Because it's so goddamn boring? Anyway, uh, Dave Joseph, man, I tell you, the people in this town. Ed Pope's got another great column today. <laughs> Love letters to the editor that he stole from uh, uh, Joe Falls in Detroit 50 years ago. Always love when a columnist steals somebody else's gimmick. You know, that's always real creative. It tells you what a Bush League piece of crap he is. Oh, but he's an icon, Eddie the Pope. Yeah, right. That's a real <laughs> joke. This guy has, you know, a real great sports writer. When you wake up in the morning, you can't wait to open the sports section to read Red Smith's column or Shirley Povich's column. Whoever the sports writer is, you know. See what Mike Lupica's got to say about this. But... Is anybody in this town get up in the morning and just run to get their paper to read what Dave Joseph has to say? Or Ed Pope? Or Michael Holdemayo? Or any of these people? No. Of course not. Desperately seeking villain? Get over it. This is Dave Joseph's contribution. And of course, this is the same guy that told me a couple of years, about well, a year and a half ago, oh, yeah, who the hell needed, uh, you know, Ray Whitney, another little guy, you know, uh, well, well, you, you know nothing, Dave. You're just a sour guy. You're sour with Pompano Park because they fired your girlfriend over there. You're sour with a hockey team for whatever reason. Some of them are right, by the way, but nevertheless, you're just too sour. And he writes another one of these meaningless columns here, which we're supposed to get over the fact Pavel Burian going to be uh, playing the rest of the season and that we were lied to, by the way, which I told you. Here's the one guy on this show that told you weeks ago that all over the rest of the league, they said, Burian's out for the rest of the season. They're giving you a snow job down here. And now, lo and behold, it's finally coming out which everybody else seemed to know except us. Just like in Godfather when Sonny got shot on the causeway, remember? His wife is upstairs crying, Consigliere of mine, please tell me what everybody else seems to know except me. And that's the same thing with the Pavel Burry story. Everybody else around the league knew it except down here because now they say, well, what was the, what was the uh, words they used, the uh, BM and TM boys? Oh, yeah, they, they kept the dysfunctional ACL a secret. That's right, because they didn't want the opponents to be taking a cheap, sh a cheap shot. And, of course, they wanted you folks to go out there and buy your playoff tickets. Whoever said that the other day, I apologize. You were right, okay? They were playing with our emotions. Send in that money because uh, he'll be back any second now. Oops, well, we lied. 
But it's interesting. It's so typical that people who don't know what they're writing about, Dave Joseph writes in here, when the Panthers meet the lowly Islanders tonight, they'll have two games in hand in Carolina. Guess what, Dave? Three games in hand. They got seven left after last night. We got ten left, okay? So, again, again, guy writing the column doesn't know what he's writing about. Let me say it very clearly. They have seven games remaining. The Panthers have ten. That sounds like three games in hand in Carolina. That's only got seven left. And for all you Flyer fans out there, I just want to say this to you, okay? And I really mean this. I watched mostly uh, Pittsburgh and Ottawa. That was a pretty entertaining game last night. But I watched enough of the Philly game to make me sick to my stomach. They're beating Carolina 2-0. Then it's 3-1. to Late in the second period, I turned on the shots. are like 35-12. to Carolina, like I told you, they rolled over. They were in a coma. They haven't played a game in God only knows how long. They're folding up like a goddamn little Italian make-believe accordion. And the gutless Flyers with Roger Nielsen at the helm, they choked. They didn't, there was not even an effort in that third period. I have seldom seen, oh yeah, Lindros was a big deal. And who does Roger Nielsen put out there for most of the goddamn third period? Seemed like forever. And the whole overtime just about it seemed, Sandy McCarthy. When's the last year he scored a goal? He's a goon. That would be like Terry Murray putting Peter Worrell out there in overtime for like uh, four and a half out of the five minutes. That's Roger Nielsen for a spineless. We needed a little help from Philly last night, even though we hit them like poison. They had the game in a bag, and they let a dead team crawl back into the game last night. Spineless and gutless. Whoever Philly plays in the first round of the playoffs, I hope that they get they probably will get blown out in four straight. Talk about underachievers. Talk about an embarrassment. And see, now it's going to be kind of tough to catch Carolina because of all the stupid ties the Panthers have got. We got, uh, what, 8 million ties, 18? And so you don't really need to make up six points on them. Now you got to make up seven because even if you tie them with six points, you still lose out because, uh, after all, they you know got more wins and are going to have more wins because of all the stupid ties the Panthers have. Getting all these ties, like it's not only like kissing your sister; it's like kissing Brian Murray, you know, like being a kissing cousin. It's bad news. So they, but the real chance is one good thing happened last night is Boston gets beaten overtime by L.A. Talk, oh my God, what's worse, watching the Bruins, listening to Dale Arnold, who is the worst in the world, or seeing how coma-inducing watching them play? They are boring, man, terminal. So they wind up uh, getting uh, stuck up their ass in overtime by the lowly L.A. Kings. So now the Panthers only five games behind them, and they got a game in hand on the Bruins. So let's take care of business, okay? No, we're not going to forget about the fact we were lied to and about the fact that Pavel Bury uh, is out for uh, at least six months and all this other stuff. We're not going to forget about that, Dave Hyde, just because you say it. But they got to go out there and win games against crap teams like the Islanders tonight and like, uh, you know, Washington two games and Tampa Bay that last game in the regular season and Montreal before that. Got a lot of games of these last ten left against real marginal non-playoff teams. Got to go out there and win them. And how do you go five? I mean, I realize you can get seven points in seven games, but how do you split seven games? Anybody know? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Look at that. That's not working today, George. How do you like that? You did something to this thing. You put some stuff in it. Huh? You put some stuff George in it. George did something to our DCS and messed it up, boys and girls. There's a lady in town. She's an orthodox Jew. And she needs... To buy bread that is unleavened And she's buying bread at seven, eleven
Bush drove back to his son that night. Even if you're going out there, you will go to hell if you eat like Wonder Bread. In fact, if you eat Wonder Bread, you'll probably die pretty soon anyway. Okay, reboot that thing and let's uh, see what it's all about with that damn DCS. Yesterday I begged, I pleaded, I did everything. And the only uh, Jew that we get, except for that old fart from New York, the Orthodox, that was all bent out of shape. And by the way, congratulations, Neil. He was offended. I'm all, I always feel real happy, you know, when I leave here and I know that I've offended some Orthodox religious nut, whether they're a Jew, a Goy, whatever they are, Muslim. He was offended. He just happened to be switching the dial, and he heard me tell the truth, and he couldn't stand it. But I begged yesterday to find out about uh, this uh, ancient uh, Chinese Jewish secret, uh, Passover, what it's really all about. Did I get a response? No. No. But the good news is, in my son's sentinel this morning, since evidently, we, other than George's crazy Orthodox Jewish accountant who's too busy this morning tying himself up with straps, let's send him out there to uh, Elephant Button, New Mexico. Yeah, he'd fit right in out there. He's the kind of guy that probably he'll be the next one in Elephant Butt, New Mexico, and there'll be a bunch of women out there tied up doing S&M with masks over their heads and the whole deal, you know, and chains around their necks. S&M. He's laying to fill him. Oh, my God. So since the Jews, as usual, are playing uh, fast and tight with their secrets about what this silly holidays are, you know, I go to my dentist yesterday. By the way, 250 bucks for my uh, mouth thing, you know, my mouth guard to sleep with at night. About 50 cents worth of plastic. I mean, it is molded very nicely. I'm sure the laboratory up there in Jersey, it probably took them, what, at least 10, 12 minutes to do that maybe? 10, 12 seconds to make that thing? 250 bucks. And, of course, I'm sleeping with it last night. At about 2.30 in the morning, I wake up and I thought, this, I'm like gagging on this. And the mouth guard, too. So it's sat on the uh, counter for the rest of the night. But it does seem to be really fantastic. So I walk into my dentist yesterday, and evidently he might have been listening, Dr. Gary Why? And uh, he says, oh, the reason that the Jews make a big brisket at Passover is because it's just as easy to make a big one as a small one. And I said, okay, whatever, whatever that means. In other words, what I was asking about is what is the significance of the foods that you can eat on another one of these crazy holidays and the foods that you can't eat? Could anybody tell me? No. But here's the Sun Sentinel coming to my rescue. Jews observe Passover starting at sundown tonight. And by the way, Hank will not be on. Uh, he'll be on from 2, but only till 5.30. Today and again tomorrow. Because I know Hank uh, gets together with his sister, whoever, somebody in the family, the Gantz Mishpocha, whatever is remaining, and they get together and have a Passover Seder. At the time, Jews like to get together and eat and drink a little Amanishevitz or Mogan David, whichever you prefer, and that's basically it, and the rest of it is all ridiculous. Okay, should we try this, by the way? What? Well, no, we'll just, we'll just try it. We'll give it a dry run and see if these things are going to, like, uh, well, where's my uh, damn mouse, goddammit? Here we go. Neil, God. Neil, God. All right. There we go. All right. Hey, leave it to us here. We know what we're doing. Sometimes it might take a while. Passover, the festival of unleavened bread, starts at sundown today. Oi. For South Florida's half million plus Jews. How about for everybody else? Does it start for them? No. Just for us. So anyway, Hank will be on until 530, and then we got Mandage 530 to 7. And, of course, the big game, the Islanders and the Panthers tonight. You better be there. Let's show, show some oral support tonight, okay? Because this game, the Islanders got only 49 points. They stink to join up, but they've lately been playing uh, kind of tough. The Rangers had a bitch of a time with them a couple nights ago. We need a little bit of oral support there tonight in the Macarena. The eight-day holiday is also called the oldest festival of freedom, it says. Passover, Pesach, as the Goyim say, dates back about 34 centuries when the people of Israel were slaves in Egypt. All these holidays when those damn Egyptians wouldn't leave us alone. All the Jewish holidays. What would we have done without the Egyptians? We never would have had any holidays. As told in the biblical book of Exodus, the Pharaoh rejected the prophet Moses' demand to release. He said, I'm as mad as Moses. 
to release the people, bringing a wave of supernatural plagues on the land. Boy! The last plague was the angel of death. Is there anybody in this audience that really believes this crap? No. Thank you. God bless you. The last plague was the angel of death who struck down the firstborn of every Egyptian household in one night. The Israelites escaped death by dashing lamb's blood on their doorposts. Well, they didn't have mezuzahs then. Well, they ran out. A sign of faith that made the angel pass over those homes. Have you ever heard that before? I haven't. You didn't go to Sunday school? Only for Hebrew school so I could go get my bar mitzvah and get a few presents. I told you, Mr. Batinsky, my tutor, he said, it's all a bunch of bubble mice. He was 87 years old, a religious scholar. He said, it's all bubble mice. And I said, yes. okay, good point. Lamb's blood on the doorpost. You know, again, S&M God, always blood involved in killing and the newborn, the newborn, the firstborn. A, a lot of death, a lot of killing, and a lot of sacrifice. Maybe that's what, uh, what's his name, Slavio was doing in that car you saw on CNN. What was that all about? He said he was on there and he had picking his nose and was bleeding all over, and the women were lapping it up. How could, how could anybody alive touch Slavio? Seriously. I mean, if there's any women in this audience that think that Slavio really is attractive, sexual, or sensual, human, I'd rather, I, I would rather do the thing before I would do Slavio, and I would die before I would do the thing. By the way, we owe an apology to Greg Reed, okay, because I was ragging him on his sloppy haircut. And then come to find out that he didn't get his allowance till the 28th this month. So he couldn't afford to go out and get the haircut. And as soon as he got that allowance, bingo, he went right out there and got the job done. Nice going there, Greg. Oh! Anyway, getting back to this uh, story here, this fable, this uh, fantasy. In modern Jewish homes, the eight-day festival starts with a ceremonial meal called a Seder on the first two nights with foods symbolizing the Exodus story. See, now, this, now I'm getting the answers from what I was asking, which are Jews in the audience here. They don't want to speak to me or else they were too embarrassed. And I can't blame them. Let's see. A ceremonial meal called a Seder on the first two nights with food symbolizing the Exodus story. The foods include a lamb shank, eh, a piece of bitter herbs such as horseradish, feh, for the bitterness of slavery. That's what horseradish represents. A bowl of salt water for the tears of a prayer. Well, what do you do with a bowl of salt water? You drink it, I guess. No. You dip a cracker in it. I don't know. You, you dip your uh, thing in it in salt water? And a mix of apple, cinnamon, and wine for the mortar used in the Egyptian bricks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Whew. It still doesn't say nothing about the brisket. Do you think they had brisket back on the first? Do you think that Jesus, and on that last supper, that he had brisket? No. Also on the Seder plate are roasted egg and leafy vegetables for the springtime occasion of Passover. And the hard, I mean really hard, like a rock, Unleavened bread called matzah for the Israelites' haste in evacuating Egypt, whatever that means. So there you go, and it's written by James B. Davis, who's the religious editor for the, uh, which paper is it, Sun Sentinel? Written by a goy. A goy explains to me, Passover, the Jews in this audience, they got nothing to say about it. You dip the parsley in the salt water, then you eat it. Somebody told you that? Yes. How do we know that? Some Jew you, just called you, and told me that. A Jew just called and told you that? Prove it. You dip the parsley in the, uh, you put the what in a what? You dip the parsley in the sage. Yeah. Sounds like something from that uh, Silence of the Lambs thing. Oh, my God. You know, it, it does. Sounds like something from uh, Boca Brian's lotion song. Hard bread called matzah. That's right. And God forbid, let me tell all you people out there, don't be eating after sundown tonight for the next, uh, now is it like the whole eight days you can't? I guess it is. 
I don't know. I don't pay any attention to these silly things. All I know is what you're supposed to eat and what you can't do, and I pay no attention. This is a very traumatic weekend coming up, by the way, starting tonight at sundown. I, I think this, because of the calendar this year, everybody's worried about the year 2000. Forget about that. This year, like starting tonight at the, whatever time is sundown, about 6, 6.30, will be uh, Passover. No bread, God damn it. And then Friday, which Good Friday, which just to kind of spread it around, I'm not taking off for Passover because that would be hypocritical. I am taking off Friday for Good Friday because I'm going to be a good Catholic. No, I'm going to convert. I'm going to be a good Catholic. I want to be everything, and you can take all the holidays. That's right. And just let them open up a mouth about me not being here on my holiday, Good Friday. Then Saturday, Sunday, overnight, you got Daylight Savings Time coming back, thank God, oh! which I love Daylight Savings Time. We should never get out of Daylight Savings Time. I hate when it gets real dark early in the evening. It's bad, real bad, especially the way they drive here. And then Sunday, after you turn your clock back, then, coincidentally enough, it's Easter Sunday. Oh! All right. Everybody's going to get nailed on Easter Sunday. So you got all all these things coming up in the next uh, just a handful of days. All of these things. Between now and the end of the weekend. Man, heavy duty. Huh? Maybe we'll find out about the brisket, what the hell that has to do. I, I, get, I don't know. See, maybe there's no other restrictions on anything you can eat other than... Leavened bread. Is that the only restriction? Maybe some Jew will call in. I mean, I don't know what this is all about. I guess our Jews are all gone. They're gone. They're all out of town. Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, let's teach this audience a few things, okay? About Pesach. Let's have some Orthodox people call in so I can insult them and tell them what a bunch of Stone Age people they are living in the past and how they embarrass all the rest of us with their behavior and with their tzitzes and their tefillin and their beards and their shmatas and their big coats and those silly hats. And how about coming into the 20th century before it's too late because it's almost over with? 5670560. And that's Farsi that called at the end of the worst team this morning. I know you're listening right now, okay? Just like all the other detractors on that show, you can quote chapter and verse everything I say on the show. Come on, let's have a little verbal intercourse, you and I, okay? We'll have the thing come over to your house and they'll take care of your knee again. Oh, by the way, and speaking of the thing, fat boy is stealing Snickers. That's the latest scandal here at WQAM. Fat boy, Jeff High, from our sales department, better known as, is running around. They have a promotion going on with Snickers on Power 96, which, of course, you know, we're all up here on the third floor now. So one of the sales ladies from uh, Power 96, whose account it happens to be, the Snickers account, she's got boxes and boxes of Snickers in her orifice. And somebody, I don't want to mention by name, Fat Boy's going in, and the, he's a, sneak, a Snickers sneaker. He's swiping her Snickers. How do you like them apples, huh? You're going to die, Jeff High. And guess what? We still don't like you. 26 after 10 at 5. We tried to tell you guys. Would they listen to us? Yes. No. No. A planet where apes evolved from men. What's it like to bite into a York peppermint patty? I'm Mike Tyson. And when I bite into a York peppermint patty, I get the sensation of flying down a snow-covered hill on a sled, and the wind is cold and brisk, and all of a sudden, two guys on a toboggan come out of nowhere and stop right in front of me. Hey! I mean, what am I supposed to do? They're right in front of me. I get angry. And then when I get off the sled and see the damage, they're both looking at me like I'm the crazy one, so I punch them. <laughs> then I smash them with a the sled. <laughs> Nobody looks at me funny. York Peppermint Patty. It's the taste that puts you away. Hey, by the way, Mike Don uh, King's here to see you. 1032 at 560 WQAM. See, it's good sitting up in this chair. I'm not sitting on my, twisting my kishkis anymore because there's nothing worse than sitting and squeezing your organs. 
But uh, now it's like uh, like this. Okay, let's uh, get some good uh, Jew talk here today. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Um, you don't sound actually, Jewish. Do you remember in the Ten Commandments, the movie? There was a scene about... You don't sound Jewish to me. You sound like a hooligan. How come this phone line is so bad? Hang on a second. What line is he on to? How's that? Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Hello. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Any better? No, we just had the uh, echo in it. Anyway, so uh, do you remember in the Ten Commandments they had the No, no, because I saw that a hundred years ago. In Pesach, and then they put the blood all over the place, and then everybody was running inside, and the big angel of death, and the cloud, and the whole thing. Anyway, just review that. Is that when Charlton Heston said, You son of a bitch. Yeah, I think that's when he said that. On another note, the biggest rip-off artist that I've ever heard in my life is Paul Castronova. Oh, the worst. I turned on my radio this morning, and do you know what he's singing, like, with his own voice and his own music? No. That song, uh, Take Me Down to Kosovo. Oh, my God. See, what an asshole he is. You know, Can you believe that? I heard it, and I almost got a good show. George loves that show. Let me tell you something. It is. It's a clone of. It's a clone of every other show I've ever heard. Right. With bits and pieces, and when you know he used to rip off Phil Hendry. Like, oh, absolutely, the worst. He, he should still be paying Phil Hendry some royalties or he something. He's been paying me guy, for twenty years now. He's been ripping me off. Oh, all the time, all the time, and it's just oh, that guy makes me sick. I yeah. just can't. You know, I tell you one thing: he couldn't lick Bob and Tom's ass. Anyway, um, that's it, and happy Pesach, and I love you, big fat. Okay, and happy uh, Easter Sunday. Happy Good Friday. Happy Yontif. See, here are a couple of holidays. See, we have to, we got Hanukkah and Christmas, which come at the same time to make sure the Jews and the Goyim all get pacified and all kids get out of school at the right time and nobody has to be embarrassed and everybody gives presents at the right time. And now we got Easter and the Passover, which always coincide, not, not quite as closely usually as this, but I mean like, uh, spilling over, spill the wine, like Eric Burden said, all over into each other. To make sure, again, the kids get out of school at just the right time and everybody can celebrate and have their own silly or ridiculous holiday, which they both are. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. The idea that we got the and, and let me ask you, we had Ass Wednesday. Wasn't that a long time ago? Ass Wednesday? Wasn't that like months ago, like in February or something? What is the significance of that? I don't know. Oh, see, there you go. Even Mr. Hotshot, in air, Mr. Religious Expert who pretends he knows something, even he doesn't know what Ass Wednesday is. I mean, you've heard of uh, Tuesday is Spaghetti Day. Maybe Wednesday is Ass Day. Today is Wednesday, by the way. So there you go, guys. Oh! Ass Wednesday, go get some. Somebody will call and explain to us what Ass Wednesday. I know that some of the really uh, embarrassing people, they, they really do the ass thing on the forehead. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Why? Yeah, I keep asking myself over and over again, why do, why do people do this? Why do grown adult people who are walking around on the loose do these things? So a Good Friday we got. Now, I don't really know what Good Friday is either. I know Good Yontif. I don't know. We got that Friday, and I'm taking it off because it's a big holiday. And everybody else takes it off. That's when they killed him. Oh, they, they killed him on Good Friday? So what was good about it? What do they that, call it good? Well, that's when all the sins were redeemed when he died. That was the whole purpose. Well, that sounds pretty goddamn sadistic to me. You got a guy nailed up there on a cross screaming, why have you forsaken me? And I'm dying over here. And all this other crap. I think his last breath he said. That's the one with They said that too. That's right. And it's good. Good for us. Bad for him. Okay. There you go. That's, I just don't get it. And then, of course... Sunday, we got Easter Sunday, which we all know the significance of that is to have all the kids running around finding Easter eggs on the White House lawn, right? Looking for the Easter bunny, who just like Santa Claus and God, another little story we made up to make everybody feel better and make, you know, Mary and Johnny feel better about life. 
Let's go. And, of course, also give the uh, people like Fat Boy an excuse to go to Walgreens Records and buy lots and lots and lots of Easter candy. And also to make you uh, go and understand, we don't, we don't miss anything, the Jews, okay? You got your Easter candy. We got what we call Pesadiki candy, which I don't know exactly what kind of candy that is, and I'm not going to have any, thank you. God forbid. But, I mean, what, what is Pesadiki candy? There's so many questions and so little time. So we can share all these fables, all these bubble mices together. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, you doing? Happy holidays, sir. Whichever, How you doing, buddy? Whichever fi- Last Wednesday is the beginning of Lent, which means you can't eat uh, meat. Beef. Yeah. No beach for four months, for a couple months. So in other words, you can't have a brisket on... Uh, on you can't have ass, basically, on ass Wednesday or uh-huh. until then. So in other words, You're supposed to eat fish, oh. fries, and stuff like that. Fair. Then after Easter, then you can eat meat again. Yeah. So you see, if you're gay, you can, you know... You gotta wait two or three months to, to give me oral support. No, but what about pork? Pork? That's no. okay on Pesach. Okay, thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one. I'm getting a headache already from this, from thinking about all these ridiculous things. Apple, cinnamon, and wine for the mortar used in the Egyptian bricks. Oh, it just wears me out. It really does. It makes me weak. They make cement out of cinnamon. Yeah. Absolutely. And wine? Why do you think all those schleppers are out there licking the walls on the outside of the building this morning? Wouldn't mud and water be cheaper? Didn't you see Fat Boy out there? He said, oh, there's cinnamon in there. That's pretty sweet. Anything that's got a sweet taste to it, he'll put his tongue on. Here's uh, Doral. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on? Listen, after observing everybody's uh, dropping uh, off like flies, Jolting Joe and all, everybody else, everybody else, Sonny Hirsch, uh, rather than... Let's wait, with you unlucky. Rather than wait for you to drop off, I'm going to... Thank you for all your years of laughter and uh, humor and stuff like that. Kept me out of the uh, toilet, you know, as far as mentally wise. You, 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 you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, yesterday I'm glad to hear that the number eight line did work and somebody did occupy it, and uh, now you know. We even have somebody on line eight right now. How do you like that? I don't hey! and, and by the way, let me just point this out. For people that think I overreact and I carry on and I knock the management too much, they were working on the phone lines during the show. Did you hear the one guy that sounded like he was blowing the skin flute or something on there? Yeah, it, it, it sounded bad. There was actually there was a couple of calls that sounded pretty bad. Yeah, and they were they were screwing around with the phone lines on there. Oh, look at that! They're Slavia. He's, he he's bleeding on the I love it. For Virginia, Fabio was taken to a local hospital. He was treated for minor cuts and he was released. I love. Okay, get that. No worries. Great. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. And uh, uh, what was I say? Oh, and when you pounded on the wall, did you finally get those people's attention to turn the music down? It's coming to find out that their way to hell down the hall, George had to run down the hall and tell him to cut the crap. Yeah, I, I can't believe I mean, I was cracking up when I'm mean, <laughs> uh, listening to you. I was, I was pounding on a man in a wall, too, and it still didn't do a goddamn bit of good. These these people here, they're, they're crazy. They're crazy people. Uh, before I go, Neil. Yes, sir. Bill Henry, you're God. Okay. Bye. Okay. Okay. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. So Dr. Mark is now sending me, I have no idea why. The results from those tests that were taken, what, six months ago? Do not repeat routinely uh, this and that and nah, nah. What do you mean by that? I want to repeat, mister. Said rate 11 normal. Okay, before he said, like, slight inflammation, now it says, and don't call in again today, Dr. Mark. You're a great guy, but you're killing me. And here's another one. Uh, do this and don't do that and all, all these things that he sent to me. Now they, uh, they still say nothing. Oh, by the way, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I don't want to say who it was, somebody in the medical profession. 
and about how everybody's starting to get real nervous about the uh, Cleveland Clinic and they're treating the Panther players and how so many of them seem to be having additional problems and Dino's got to go up north and Pavel's got to go to Alabama with a banjo on his bad knee and uh, Gordon Murphy's been out for uh, six months of Wednesdays and all these people don't seem to come back. And this particular practitioner said to me, I've heard a lot of uh, bad things about that place. Huh. You hear what I just said? He's heard a lot of bad reports about some of those doctors over there. So if you're over the age of 100, I recommend highly that you go over to that particular spot. Otherwise, I'm not too sure at this point. They got me really pissed off. It puts the lotion in the basket. And now we see the president getting ready to deliver his address. He's in the Oval Office with the gold drapes behind him, and he is preparing to address the American people. Cue music, please. My fellow Americans, I have deployed our forces to put up a fight in a place called Kosovo. Outside of Albania, where all the Macedonians go. Right there in Kosovo, we're gonna blow away Serbian Muslims in the KLA. Slavoda Milosevic is mad because his nickname is Slob. Later of Kosovo, Brickhouse and Pochet, Dekati and Glagovac, Romania, Bulgaria, Croatia, Herzegovina. Serbia, Pristina, Adriatic Sea is the Kosovo. That's where I told NATO to point our planes and go. Annihilating Belgrade and Sarajevo. And Hugo Montenegro. And may God bless America. You know, Bulk O'Brien ought to be really proud because not only is uh, Randy Rhodes ripping off that bit, but... Alcaster, and didn't I predict that yesterday? He'd be the next one to rip it off? Because that's his whole thing, is a rip-off artist. He should send bills out to all these people. Yeah, Boca Bryan, you ought to send a bill to that uh, bitch up there in Palm Beach, in Palm Beach and uh, send a bill over to Castronova there, too, over at uh, Queer Channel. Rip-off artist, baby. Man, pathetic. By the way, speaking of uh, people that we used to know... Brad Pitt God. Jennifer said, so there's a little piece in the paper today. Anybody want a little piece? It says, and now it's time for a pit stop with two T's. Since we already seem to be focusing on some male persons and their visual aspects, it says, which uh, forget about the rest of the article. Globe, that celebrity info icon, says its sources claim Brad Pitt may be reluctant to wed his real-life love interest, Jennifer Aniston, because he's afraid to disillusion the millions of fans, including many males who dig him. Now, wait till you hear the rest of this. Brad Pitt God. Brad has always been a gay icon, says Kai Plaskon of the Gay and Lesbian Times. He's a cute and charming blonde guy, so of course gay men worship him. Oh, he's blonde? I thought they dyed his hair blonde. He was never blonde. For that one awful movie where he was like up there lost in the uh, mountain with the snow and he... Uh... He's blonde when he wants to be. Oh. Here's how Pitt's former manager, Phil Lobel, sees it. He's actually flattered because there were so many homosexuals who have made great contributions to the arts... He's also practical about it. The more movie-going fans, the better, straight or gay, okay? Oh! So what basically it says is Brad Pitt likes you no matter what you're doing. And if you want a little, uh, maybe he'll uh, cooperate. Who knows? I got news for him. He's, uh, you know, he's okay now. He was, but what was the name of that movie where he's like about 19 or 20? Which one? Where he was on the uh, the rollerblades and all. Don't you remember that movie where he was like the uh, high school uh, jock, the track star? What was the name of that flick, huh? I know the one you're talking about, but I forget the name. He was like 20 playing 18 or something like that. They always do that. That was a little more. Then he looked a little. Now he's like kind of scrawny, and we all saw on the internet that real, very pencil-thin penis that he, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
Not that that's all that important. He looks okay, but uh, let's not get carried away. I mean, you know that an artist is like starting to fade a little bit when they have to go out of their way to make overtures to us fags. Then you know they're starting to droop, just it's drooping a little bit. And the people that saw the thing on the internet weren't all that impressed. Here's a mobile pig report in plantation. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, before I lose you, um, uh, Pine Island, a little bit south of Peters, they're hiding in that little complex there. You got two plantation cops, cars. And then about four on uh, motorcycles, and they're just nailing everybody. Nice to know they got off hiatus road for one day. That's good. Well, yeah, but I guess this is our Passover present. Okay, thanks. Okay. Happy Pesach, sir. Yeah, you too. And back to you. Come on, let's get some Jews in there telling us about all this good <laughs> about the salt water. What is that? What do you What do you do with a bowl of salt water? You 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 do what with the parsley in it? You dip the parsley in it. You dip the parsley in the salt water, and then you eat it, and then you. Yeah. Parsley. I mean, who the hell wants to eat parsley like by itself? Parsley is usually like, uh, you know, like a little uh, appendage to something. You put a little parsley like on pasta, huh? Little, little parsley flakes on top of something, like on your macaroni and cheese this Friday. Now, what about Good Friday? Are there culinary things that you have to follow on Good Well, you don't know about Good Friday. I forget. Or Ash Wednesday. See, don't listen to George when he does these shows and pretends to be an expert on religion. He's really slipping bad. I haven't been a Catholic since I was nine. But that's me. You're supposed to know this stuff. You're supposed to know why you hate it and know it's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So of course, what do I know about Pesach either? So that, yeah, we're even. I'm supposed to. I never knew any of this stuff, you know? Because it's all the same. Every holiday, the, the Egyptians were chasing the Jews, and they either ran out of oil, and the lamp oil was, uh, uh, that's, what is that, Hanukkah? And then they, uh, who knows? All these wild, crazy stories. It's a good good occasion to get together, have some food, break the bread. Oh, not the bread. Oh, Sorry, hey. break the unleavened bread. Have a little bit of wine, and uh, that's it. And the rest of it, forget it. And sit around and laugh at the Orthodox, and you know, and mention the fact several times that we're embarrassed by their behavior. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. And I will. Yes, ma'am. Um, well, as being an ex-nun, I have a degree in theology. It's uh -huh. BS in theology because that's all it's good for. Uh -huh. So I can BS on it. Um, you were talking about uh, Ash Wednesday. Ash and, Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, Ash Wednesday, basically, it's dust to dust and ashes to ashes. It's a penitent thing. Uh, back in the Middle Ages, they used to actually wear sackcloth and ashes. Mm -hmm. And so that's Sounds like a sack of crap to me. It sure is. Well, well, but what's the significance? I mean, what is that whole Lent thing about, the penitent, 40 days? Penitent. Tenants of what? Well, to uh, 40 days that um, Christ was uh, in the desert fasting. So therefore, he in, I thought he, wouldn't he have always been in the desert? <laughs> huh? No, at, at one point in time before. Oh, no, seriously. I mean, is there anything except desert in Israel? No. Uh, no. True. <laughs> so how could he have ever been in the desert only 40 days unless he was out of town maybe the rest of the time? Well, this is supposed to be 40 days if he was in, um, you know, BFE. <laughs> yeah. So, at any rate... Um, and then as oh, far as Passover goes, stories. I know, I know. I mean, they're great oh, fairy tales. God. They really are. They're terrific, wears, It really does. It wears me out. Yep. And then... Um, Almost as much as getting calls from George's accountant, that crazy David with his tefillin. Oh, jeez, that's terrible, isn't have, it? Have you ever seen that? Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. Where they and wrap the leather straps around their arm. It's and awful, throw... and there's no, no circulation going right. to Right, it hands. just about cuts off, and they start wailing, and of course you'd be wailing too if they cut your circulation off. Well, well, what, what is that? What kind of lunacy? What kind of S&M exercise? Actually, the habit was kind of tight too. It kind of cut circulation off to the brain. 
Yeah. <laughs> Um, you wanted to know about. Well, that's what the, that's what this lane that they're following is. It's a bad habit too. Oh, there you go. But the uh, Passover. T- I know some answers about Passover, but I just don't remember what your questions were. Well, I mean, I don't understand any of this stuff with the food. You know, like the, the well, I guess this article. Well, basically, kind of it's because they were supposed to be ready to travel, so therefore they didn't have time to allow the bread to rise, so the bread was flat. They didn't let it rise. That's right. Because. <laughs> and how about the bread? <laughs> But that's the reason why. The unleavened bread is basically uh, bread that doesn't have any yeast in it oh. and therefore can't rise because you're supposed oh. to. Oh. I'm going to collapse just hearing you describe this. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm so, sorry. No, please. I'm so <laughs> worn out. For it. It, just, it wears me out. It just makes me weak thinking about all these silly things. Exactly. I mean, of course, it's good for business. All the people, you know, the uh, uh, the uh, people that make kosher foods and so on, they got to make their money some time of the year, so they sell a lot of matzah. Who, who in their right mind would buy matzah the rest of the year? It tastes like, eat, it tastes like cardboard. I mean, it's okay with like a lot of like salt and cake? butter on it. Is it like rice cake? No, no it, it, it's tasteless. Oh, okay. Well, no, rice cake cakes, no, rice cakes at least have some taste to it, but this is like totally bland and tasteless. And that's why you have to smear a lot of butter on there and then some salt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How about some jam? I mean, you could take the butter and salt and put it on your hand and lick it off, and that would taste pretty good, too, you know. But you have to put it. It's like it's like getting a really crappy steak and loading on some great steak sauce, you know, because there the steak go. has no taste. That's what the butter and the uh, salt is because the matzo is tasteless. Mm. Well, anyway, those are the kind of like things I've got. I, I'm, I'm sure... Uh, uh, you'll now, now, what about Good Friday? Because I am taking the day off, okay, and I want right. to be an observant Catholic this Good Friday. Good Friday. Do I eat macaroni and cheese? You, at noon, you need to go to a church. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm just telling you what the, the proper observance would be. And then you would do the... <clears throat> I'm not going to church street. You ready for this one? Church. You ready for this one? Yeah. The Stations of the Cross. You go to each one of these. There's seven on one side of the church and seven on the other. The stations, there is one like uh, Q- QAM, I hope? <laughs> well, that them. would be across the bear, I'm sure. It, it always is, yeah. Um, and each one has a different significance. Uh, you would, you actually said, uh, my God, why have, it, why have you forsaken mm-hmm. me? And that's part Even though of he already knew the answer, of course. Yeah, of course. But it was part of the script, so he had a, like a play. There you, you know. go. There you go. Like the passion play. Exactly. Well, that's what the Passion Play is. Stations of the Cross are very similar to a Passion Play. That, um, like I said, you go to church at noon and it ends around 3. That's, yeah. one, that's traditionally when he was supposed but to what, what can you o'clock. eat on Good Friday? Uh, well, you're not supposed to eat meat. Yeah. Now, as far as fasting goes, no I think pork? The, ch- the church doesn't... I'm not sure because I'm not Catholic anymore, but I don't think they have that Friday during Lent. I may be wrong, okay? But I do know that on Good Friday you don't eat meat. Uh, you're really supposed to fast all day, uh, no food at all. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's not possible. So, in other words, even though they call it Good Friday, it's kind of like Yom Kippur. It's a sad, it's, well, I mean, huh? That's what Jen went to explain to you about. That's because he died on the cross and took away our sins. That's what, what makes it good. Blah, 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 blah. Good for us, bad for him. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay, did I'm, I answer I'm anything? Gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to pass out. I'm just going to be a prostrate <laughs> well, right on the floor. Put some straps around your arms and... and Take all the circulation out of your hands, and maybe it'll go up to your head, and you won't pass out. Oi! Okay. <laughs> happy uh, Happy Heathen Day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Leave it to the ex-nun to come through with the info, huh? Oh. Just get weak in the knees from hearing all of these ridiculous, maniacal, silly... 5670560. Uh, uh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Anybody out there really like matzah? No. 
Lambshank? No. Shawshank? No. Redemption? Parsley in the salted water? No. Mmm. Yummy. No wonder they make brisket. You gotta have something to eat. Christ. I do like brisket. So by the way, I think tomorrow maybe we'll have Ponytail come by with some of that uh, unleavened uh, matzo pizza and matzo lasagna. That's just a little hint, Ponytail, okay? Can't do it today. I got mommies for lunch today. Plus, at least it'll be officially on Pesach. By the way, I forgot to mention, that's another one of uh, Sonny Hirsch left us that. Another one of those uh, carts I was talking about today. It's got the S on there from Sports Department back at uh, wherever he was working at the time. And it's uh, it says on the label on there, it says puke burp. We'll always have that, remember. Oh, and by the way, I heard somebody call out Pank yesterday. I was going to the store, and a guy gets on there. See, this is just what I was talking about yesterday. Some of us, we don't exist. Any of us who worked at IOD, except Hank, none of the rest of us, don't. we just don't exist. It's all a figment of our imagination. And the guy was talking about Sonny's call in the game where the kid ran 99 yards for the touchdown. And about, oh, yeah, and my kid and I we always uh, talked about that. It was always so cute, you know, 99 yards. The only reason this guy remembers 99 yards is because on this show, and Rick and Suds, the both of us, we took the clip out, and it was like legendary for whatever reason. I don't remember why, but it was uh, whatever, which unfortunately is long gone. I wish we still had it. All we got left of Sonny is, there you go. At least it's something on his cart. Anyway, meet the nephew today. We meet uh, Chris Reed. He's not a bad guy. He's one of the few people around here that's, uh, you know, he's okay. He's uh, going to have the QAM van out today between 1230 and 1:30 at the Shell gas station on US 27 and Southwest 27th Avenue in the Grove. Oh, they're going to the Grove again. We don't do squat in the Grove. What are they going there for? You know what this is like? This is like that thing that Harry Penis was doing with uh, what's-her-name on a travel show, Irene Richard, remember? And she didn't want to put the guest on. Well, we may have to cancel your show. This is another one of these incestuous Sam the Sham deals. So who knows what he's going on. He's probably pumping ethyl down there at Shell. Anyway, US 1 and Southwest 27th Avenue to grow. We got free tickets to the Marlins Mets game next Tuesday, April 6th, courtesy of H&R Block. And by the way, H&R Block will be filing taxes for free at the stadium at that game. Or get free tickets to Dade, Dade County Fair and Expo from our QAM van. It'll be out there from 1230 to 1:30 today. It'll be a miracle if any. I, I think what they do is on this show, they go out to places where they think nobody will show up and say, oh, gee, nobody here. Mandits was out the other day. It was packed. We go out free on your show. Nobody there. Maybe that's why nobody's calling you, mister. You don't have any audience. That's what it's all about. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm a Jew in Sunrise. I uh, Boy. haven't practiced in a while. Yeah. But when I was growing up, I um I did practice. In fact in fact I practiced as an Orthodox for a while. Oh may have some insight into some of these Bubble Mices. Exactly. Yeah. The list reads kinda like the nurse with Dom DeLuise and Fatso. Mm-hmm, what you right. can't eat on Passover. That's right. No corn, no beans, no rice, no cookies, candies, cakes, pies, you know. And, and then when he picks the grape up out of the bowl of fruit, no fruit. Right. I love that. Well, That's a great scene. The, the one word that sums it up is sacrifice. Yeah. Because, you know, they were leaving Egypt on the lamb. They were, okay, get out. On the lamb. They had to take, yeah, right. They had to take everything, you know, as it was. And so they couldn't harvest anything, obviously. Now, what if they were, what if they were fleeing from Egypt on the piggyback? 
That would have been. You'd have to eat pork on Pesach. Exactly. Oh, that would be bad. As far as the brisket, I don't know that I, when I was growing up, that was never a tradition. I remember having a. I, I keep asking everybody, what about the? Where did this brisket come from? I'm waiting two days now. I don't have. I must have lost it, man. I can't have one Jew call in here. Tell me what a brisket has got to do with Pesach. I think it's got something to do with where you live. Where, maybe for the Northeast, you ate brisket. I know we ate chicken a lot. Yeah, oh, too uh, much but, chicken. Yeah, that's one thing about being Jewish. By the time you right. get to be about twenty, you're chickened out. You've had all the chicken you can handle. You don't ever want to see another chicken. Yeah, and the thing is, you can eat just about anything as long as it's made with matzo meal. Yeah. And today. It's a big business, like you said. Oh. Every, they've got a cake mix and pancakes and on and on and on. Right. And the thing is that it's become such a big business. That was the disillusionment My for religion. My former boss, Sid Levin, even he's unleavened on uh, Pesach, they tell me. And don't forget the fact of the firstborn. Today, if you, were, if you were the firstborn, you must fast because, of course, that was the whole basis for the angel of death passing over. Yeah, that's right. All the first well, guess born. what? I was the second born, so oh! I'm eating, baby. You don't have to worry. A tasket, a I'm checking out that brisket. Exactly. And that's the origin of the holidays, because all the first-born Egyptian males were smitten. Yeah. And all the first-born Jewish... Well, there was an awful lot of... There was begetting and smitten going right. on. That's basically all that went on in the Bible, was begetting and smitten, and smitten right. and begetting, and blood, and uh, torture, and sacrifice, and nailing guys up on the cross, and... Uh, Oh my God! Horror show. Wow, exactly. Very well said. So that's that's. I know one thing I wanted to mention. I've been listening for several days, a week, so actually. Guy called the other day about melting pot. You know that the America's the melting pot. With all he said he said this town was a melting pot, right, which I found melting. most amusing. If you think back, I said, when does the butter start melting? How what temperature have we got to get to before it starts melting? Well, my opinion is the stove's been off for a long time. Yeah. Nobody melts. They all come here and they and they set up little pockets of their own individual. Um, ethnic cultures, they don't blend in, they don't assimilate. When this country was, was started, or when, when people were coming to this country through Ellis Island and so forth, all these different nationalities would come to this country, and they did. They started to blend in. They started to marry people that were already here from different countries and so forth. It was truly a melting pot. And that's what we have. We have all, these, all this diversity. We have people that are, like you say, the, the hyphenated people that they like to refer to, yeah. refer to themselves as, but they're Americans. They've been Americans. They're people. They're right. human beings, baby. Since they stepped on the shores of the Nobody country. but me by the human beings. Remember that song? That was a good record. Cannibal yeah. records. But the thing but is anyway. that they don't anyway. melt anymore. Yeah. They come in. And, of course, you know what happens when you turn the stove off and that oil in the uh, frying pan starts yeah. solidifying. It turns to, like, lard. Right. And that's what we got. We got a lot of lard asses in this town who are professional this or professional that. They're professional hyphenated human beings as opposed to being just plain ordinary Americans or humans or whatever the hell they are. I don't give a crap. African-American, Irish-American, Cuban-American, I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. If I have to be some kind of compartmentalized human being based on somebody else's definition, screw it. Absolutely. Let them coxahoys uh, is what I say. They're citizens. Exactly. And the last thing, I want to disagree with you about something. Yes, sir. Ever since the Academy Awards, you have to realize that Shakespeare in Love was a comedy. Yeah. So it won. It breaks the tradition. Because after all, it won Best Comedy. But, who, but, but does anybody does Nobody anybody cares. care about Shakespeare? No. No. It's, it's a dead issue. It's the happy, worst awards ever. Happy Kwanzaa, sir. Same to you. God bless you. Bye. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Boxing Day, eh? There you go. There's a holiday, which I have no idea what it's all about. The Canucks have got that one. Boxing Day, day after Christmas. And what do they do with that? They made it into a big shopping day. Boxing Day sale. Everything's the day to go out and shop. Now, what about Good Friday? Is that like a, that's, I guess, like a Yom Kippur, right? That's a solemn day. 
Well, what, what are you shrugging your shoulders for? I'm I looking for a little attention to it from the age of nine. Oh, but yeah, you think I could something out of basic, my head. mister? I think you ought to be excommunicated Ridiculous right now, ritual. I think you need a uh, an exorcism right now. Because if you don't uh, get with it, you know what's going to happen. Go to hell. That's right. And you will. <laughs> You'll go to hell, God. Damn it. Right. Nine minutes after 11 at 560, WQM, Hank Goldberg, 2 to 530. Because after 5.30, Hank's going to go, and he's going to slip right off to that Seder, baby, and have a little bit of wine. And no matzo, by the way, Hank. Hank was in here yesterday. He's looking a lot better. He lost 34 pounds. We're trying to keep him alive. Boog, I don't think there's no hope for Boog. I mean, Boog is younger than the rest of us, so he's got maybe a little more time left. But he, he is, if he continues expanding at the rate that he's expanding, he'll make Ron Jeremy, Fat Boy, and Al Goldstein join together, pale into insignificance. He's growing like a, like an out-of-control monster. The Boogster. But Hank, there's still hope for, okay? So please, no matzah. Maybe just a little bit. A little taste. A lot of brisket. Ten, anybody know about the brisket? Come on, let's hear about the brisket. God, I'd, I'd die for some good brisket. Jesus, something we actually like and that I can eat without getting fat. It's today's fall fashions. It's retro Amish. Retro Amish. Oh, your hat makes me hot. Retro Amish. I can't wait to get into your suspender. Retro Amish. Find Retro Amish at Sears Automotive Department. Oh, is that an oxen in your later hosen, or are you just happy to see Shut up. Retro Amish. There goes George again, you know, talking about knocking the Italians, knocking the Irish, defending the Cubans, you know. I'm not knocking it. Yes, you are. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. And why don't you just admit that you're a very uh, thin-skinned, uptight, professional Cuban? We all know that. And that the minute that somebody farts in the wrong direction, <laughs> something about how that uh, cuisine of yours sucks, so you get all bent out of shape. You've never eaten it. I don't want it. You don't know it. I don't want it. You don't know. You never had sex with Brad Pitt. Do you want it? No. Okay, there you go. End of argument. I have no idea. Five, answer the phone. I don't know what you're five, talking six, about. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty. I don't want to know what I'm talking about. I don't want to have sex with women. Okay, I've never had it. I don't want it. Very good. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I hate women. There you go. No, not about the women. About the Cuban. Oh, food. no, I'm not. I it's love my Cuban friends. Huh? You eat Mexican food. I do. You have a little Taco Bell. Well, I've been to Mexican restaurants and quite frankly, right. he has me to green apple and <laughs> quick step. Well, what's scummier than that? Huh? I, I don't what's understand your, than your that? version to uh, not try something. I don't like horse meat. Don't you understand? I like uh, betting on horses. Uh, I like watching them race. I don't I like eating them. I mean, that's a funny joke and all. It's not a joke. Okay? It is a joke. Uh, is it horse meat or is it the chupacabra? That piece of crap that you put on a plane call it a steak. And what is that? What? And what's that sopa on la ropa? What is that thing? Here's uh, Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, I'm a non-practicing Catholic in Pines. Uh, I have a little story for you. Yes, sir. See, a friend of mine, he was uh, he was an altar boy back at our old school, right? There's no fact in, in the church. Yeah. <laughs> he was an altered boy? He was an altar boy. Mm-hmm. Was, he, was he circumcised? Uh, yeah, you wouldn't know, I guess. Okay. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, we believe him. So, every, um, and during the season of Lent, it's a sin to eat meat on Fridays. You know that, right? Well, in any case, they, um, he was serving. He was serving a mass on a Friday in Lent. Yeah, and uh, you know he served the mass, and then after the after the mass, the priest took took all the altar boys out to eat, right? Yeah, and he took them to a restaurant, and they all had steaks. They all were eating meat. Yeah, on a good Friday with the priest right there, and he was eating. The all right, steak. great. Well, a lot of priests uh, like their meat. So, you know I mean, what I'm saying? So 
So how's There's that? no fact in, in the church. Yeah. So how's that for religious leadership? I think uh, he's leading him into the uh, promised world. There you go. Who wouldn't want to go out and have a nice steak, huh? Absolutely. God bless him. And you too, sir. All right. And happy uh, Boxing Day. Hey, Neil, are you going to the Panthers game today? Yes, sir. I'll be there. So will I. Will Budval, see you there. All right. All right. Let's kick some ass tonight, baby. Oh! I'm the one guy. You know, Geldy yesterday, what a turnaround that little pipsqueak did, huh? Yesterday's, ah, it's almost impossible, bye, bye, bye. And then the Bruins take it up to the old rear last night, and the uh, Hurricanes should have lost, but they only got the tie. We still got a shot. We got games in hand on both those teams. We got ten games left, and with or without Pavel, which it's going to be without, we still can do it. Let's go out there, okay? Let's overachieve, which this franchise has always done. God damn it. Here's Pete, the uh, chronic board op. Oh, he just, you know, you're, he used to be a, such a good guy, Pete, but God. He can't go to the game tonight. He's got two seats in the lower bowl. It says, maybe you can help me unload them. So, in other words, he doesn't want to give them away. He's probably trying to sell them is what I'm sure he's trying to say here. And he's got his phone number. Do you want to deal with this? No, George, give me a dirty look. Sorry, Pete. Go out and scalp them. Go out and sell them to somebody. Man, like I said, he used to be such a wonderful guy. And what happened to you? Like that young Neil thing. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Let's hear from people who are going to eat <coughs> macaroni and cheese in spite of the Pope. Huh? I do like macaroni. I can't eat it. Boy, does that break my heart, you know? Don't, let me just give you some advice. Seriously, I beg you, before you become diabetic, stop now. Because once you become diabetic, even if you got your sugar under control, you cannot go back. I'm talking type 2 diabetes, adult onset, fat, that kind of like me and Hank. You can't go back. You can't turn the clock back and say, okay, my blood sugar is out of control. Now I can start eating pasta, macaroni and cheese, spaghetti and sausage, all those great things I love. And God, do I love that stuff. I love Italian food. I love my little trattoria there, the uh, Trattoria Matriciana, whatever that place is called in Rome. Oh, you go downstairs and there's our paisans down there with a nice little uh, red checkered tablecloth and a very simple place. And everything is made fresh, and they mix the uh, uh, Parmig the Reggiano Parmigiano right in there with the sauce, with the uh, Pomodoro sauce, and it's right in there mixed with the pasta, fresh and delicious, tasting like. I mean, see, most people can't understand how a bowl of spaghetti could taste that good. I'm not talking about with anything adorning it. I'm just talking with Pomodoro, with the tomato sauce, and the cheese like mixed in throughout, like gooey. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you something. Seriously, I could have a squirt, squirt. accident That's how, while I'm eating it. That's how good it tastes. And the spaghetti, too. I mean, just unbelievable. Can't do it because I didn't cut the crap in time. So, Boog, I don't want to keep, but, you know, he's hopeless. He just wants to be a fat cow, you know. We're going to start calling fat people fat cows if they don't like it too bad. Because it's unhealthy. It looks, it looks like hell. You people at the hockey games lose some weight. Christ Almighty, we got a brand new arena there. The chairs are creaking. The chairs are, the whole place is, is like uh, crumbling. Because all you people with your fat asses. I, I'm serious. I walk in there and I feel very svelte. I really do. I feel like, God, look how skinny I am. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Zyga Zinta Hayden, Neil. And back to you. Um, born, a born-again atheist. Azizan Pesach. Uh, what the hell that mean? Exactly. Born-again atheist here. Your brisket issue. Yes. Uh, it, it's a matter of interpretation like it is with the, uh, depending upon which testament you're fool enough to believe. If, oh, if your parents came from this region, this is your traditional main course. From, from what they, region? I'm just saying varying. Like, oh, I see. In my family, it, it's roast beef one night and turkey the next. If your grandparents came from this end of Europe, then it was brisket. There's no traditional uh, Seder dish.
dinner that you eat. It's, it's whatever well, your family tradition was, mm-hmm. as I understand. That's the way I understood it. Right. I was brought up as a kid with the United Synagogue group. I laid it, I benched it, I bobbed on it. You name it, I did it, pal. Oh. But I'll tell you one story that, that, that I recall as a young parent that probably interprets everything. My kid has the uh, dubious honor of having his birthday usually fall on the Passover holiday, which always made it difficult because you can't have this and you can't have that and you can't mm-hmm. have whatever. One day we wanted to have a pool party at my parents' house, and my parents. How about a ham and cheese sandwich? Well, I eat ham on Friday, so I right. piss off everybody at the same time. Yeah. But we were doing a pool party, and we were doing hamburgers, and there, lo and behold, my mother's putting hamburgers into rolls, and I'm looking at it, going, "What the hell is this?" And he goes, "Oh, it's it's unleavened, it's it's matzo rolls." And I'm sitting here going, if you go into a store like these kosher stores, you can find a food that is acceptable for Passover that, that completely defeats the purpose of sacrifice. You can find bread that's, that's, that's not leavened. Yeah. You can find grains that you can eat because you're not supposed to eat grains that don't hey, have listen, this. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. This stuff that Jeff Cohen, I'm not just saying because it's a sponsor, but this stuff, this uh, matzo pizza and lasagna he's making that's unleavened, it's fantastic. It tastes, even to me, even better than the regular stuff. But that's the whole idea, the fact that it's been commercialized to the point of how can we get around it and still call it kosher. Right. So the whole thing as is... If it, as if it makes a difference. Exactly. So Aziz and Pesach to you and, and put a big pile of pasta on the Seder plate and the hell with them. And Zagazan. See you later. Okay. There you go. There's the answer. A tasket, a tisket. Maybe you want some brisket or maybe a big turkey, huh? Or maybe uh, like a pork sandwich would be good. On white bread, on Wonder Bread. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT, but it's tradition. It's tradition. We've been conditioned to doing all of these things, and so year in and year out, we keep doing them, even though they're very extraordinarily silly and they make little or no sense. In fact, less than no sense. But the majority of people just continue going around like robots, like automatons, doing these things because uh, it's the way we do things, you know. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'm not going to beg for calls today because I don't want to get that dark complected guy all upset that called at the end of the worst team. And I know you're listening, pal. I know you'll be listening out there right now. You'll be there. Let me hold your pencil a minute, pal. Here's a lady in Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Neil. Yes, I am. My husband always listens to your program. But and what about and what about you? Oh, I listen too. Oh. Okay. And then I heard you say something about. Um, Mike Ranieri, and I can't seem to find him. And also... 12.30 on your dial. Where, 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 do you, where do you live? Oh, you're in Hollywood. You should be able to hear him. 12.30? Well, 12.30 is the spot on the dial on AM. Mm. 6 to 10 in the morning, or 6 to 9 in the morning. On AM. Right, huh. 12.30. Not 12.30 on the clock, 12.30 on the dial. Uh, and uh, Henry Barrow seems to disappear He's from... uh, He has retired. He's gone to the big oh! radio broadcast booth in the uh, retirement home. I think he's in a nursing home, Henry. No. No. I was I heard him on a Thursday. And Friday he, was he wasn't on anymore. Well, he heard that those ratings were really bad, so he said, I think it's time to uh, get out of here. Mm. And he did. Well, I appreciate your telling me. Hey, listen, I wish nothing but the best to a Mike Ranieri. He never stole a freight train. Thanks. I miss this pro- program very much. That, that, was the begin- that, was the, that was the beginning of the end for that radio station. We all know that, don't we? Mm, when right. they let him go and they stuck his, stabbed him in the back, that was the beginning of the end, and they deserved it. Right. Then have a happy. Thank you. Same to you. And Zagazunt. You too. Okay. W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I should have realized we're getting real close to Pesach. I should have understood that. That's why we've had a real tough time the last two or three weeks. Oh, yeah, this thing covers uh, an eternity. Now, you see the sports bags out there, it doesn't affect them. 
I mean, they're always out there. Those same 200 sports fags, we know about them. Hey, uh, who do you think they're going to get to play right tackle in that draft, huh? Who do you think is going to be, uh, what, what, that guy from Omaha, from uh, Nebraska, what's his name? Oh, boy. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil, what's up? How you doing, sir? Should I have Frankie Pentangeli sent over the peppers and salt cheese? Right. Um, I, I, can, gotta, I can eat that. Yeah, this might be a little too uh, delayed, but I've got a tea room report in one of the most <laughs> unlikely places. Yes. The bathrooms at Miami-Dade Community College, we're talking Sodom and Gomorrah. Really? I mean, I was there yesterday holding it and uh, that too, and I look to the left and to the right, and I see uh, advertisements for Young Tingas Solamente. And, uh, <laughs> You're looking for glory holes. Yeah. And meet me at the showers at 1130 right. and uh, all kinds of good stuff. So Miami-Dade, that's uh, the next cruising. Uh, well, you know who goes to Miami-Dade, and of course, obviously, you're one of them, but I mean, you know. You know, this is kind of late, but uh, I, I, I kind of wanted to make an addition to the list of gay yeah. professions. Yes, sir. And anybody who works at A&M Beauty Supply? <laughs> okay. And I'd like to try for a card, if I may? Yes. Los cubanos le gusta meterla, pero no le gustan que se la meta. All right, Neil, I'm out okay, of here. Okay, I'll read it to you. Whatever he said. George liked it. George is just sniggering. 5670560, we got 600 open lines today. We're just going to kind of like fake our way through today and tomorrow, try to make it through Pesach, and then what happens after that. Then we got Easter Sunday. I think once we get past this Easter business and you've eaten all that Easter chocolate, I think then we'll be okay. Then we'll have it under control. And by the way, Greg would have said he would have gone down there to see the uh, response at that uh, thing we're doing today with the fans. But he doesn't have enough gas money to get down there, and it's already, uh, he don't get no more allowance money until next week. Happy Pope! If you're one of the millions of people who've been praying to hear the Pope singing on his own CD, your prayers have been answered. Now, through a special arrangement with the Vatican, His Holiness is back, and he's singing better than ever on The Pope Sings. Please allow me to introduce myself. My name. Pope John Paul. Oh, yes, it's Pope John Paul II singing songs that will lift you up and make you get down. Please turn around and start and play that organ music, choir boy. Play that organ music, right? Play that organ music, choir boy. Lay down and boogie and play that organ music till I die. The Pope Sings gives you the chance to hear the many sides of the owner of the Popemobile. Owner of a Popemobile, much better than the owner of a stupid hat. He's the bottom. And on this CD, he's the boss. You should be playing bingo. You should all go be getting at the church. Play high stakes if you want to. You're helping the poor if you lose your shirt, so come on and play bingo. Beep, 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 bingo. <laughs> B-18, please. Oh, 69. I-22. Wait a minute. The Pope Sings is available now at a special introductory price. Get it and save yourself. Five dollars. Hurry. It's 11.33 at 560 WQAM. Here's a, a memo just handed to me to all WQAM staff from Greg Reed. It gives me great satisfaction to announce the WQAM MVP for the month of February is... Gary Sarner. <laughs> Gary, who was recently promoted to national sales manager at WQM, has done a commendable job of getting our national sales rolling. Oh! Gary is blowing away budgets, 
and is on the verge of taking WQM to new heights in national sales. Gary is blowing oh! away budgets. Gary has done several tours of duty here at WQAM <laughs> and is a very devoted employee. He truly loves and believes in what WQAM is all about. Beyond all of that, he is a good friend and a good person who is truly dedicated to improving his performance here at WQAM. He is blowing away budget. Gary will receive a $200 bonus or he better take the WQAM pin for his achievement. Please join me in congratulating Gary Sarner, the February Employee of the Month at 560 WQAM. All right. Gary is and he's a good friend and a good person. You notice, isn't that interesting? The way that I always notice that the way that these are written, there's always like a little message in there, like a little stuch. Have you ever noticed that? A little stuch. He's a good friend. Gary will go to dinner with me, says Greg. Some of the others won't. George will. George will take a free meal. Like tonight, George is going to dinner with Al Goldstein. George will take a free meal from virtually anyone. I bet you even if Fat Boy came in and said, hey, I'm going to no, buy you dinner at no. Roots Chris. I'll draw the line there. If he said, I'll buy dinner at Roots Chris and I'll sit at another table, you'd say, okay. okay. Can I sit at another table? Right. Okay. Yeah. In other words, just tell him, stay way in the back, pretend you don't know me. I'll you've have heard, the waiter you've heard that line before. Stay way in the back. Don't come anywhere near me. Pretend you don't know me. I don't want to be embarrassed by you. Sit in the back sucking on your Snickers bars that you stole from Power 96. See, Greg Reed, one thing he'll never understand because he doesn't speak the broadcasting lingo is that some of us are here to do a job. We're not here to schmooze. We're not here to be good friends with people. Like, yeah, unless we, you know, become good friends with them, which can happen. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. We're here to do a job. Hello, goodbye. Where's my check? Have a nice life. That's it. Very simple. You do your job. You do it well. You bring in a lot of money. You make the money. That's all that's required. Unless, of course, you're just operating a fraternity. And also, Greg poked his head in the door here a few minutes ago when I was in the middle of doing a show and says to George, what's all this? I'm hearing about the Cleveland Clinic. They're upset. And it took me back to yesterday when Hank was reading that letter from uh, his uh, landlords there at the Jockey Club about cease and desist these comments as if he's going to cease and desist, which he is not going to. He's going to keep uh, yapping his big fat mouth <laughs> as long as he feels like it because evidently there that was that's right. He's pissed off and fired up about whatever's going on in that joint. And I'm pissed off and fired up about what's going on at the Cleveland Clinic. I mean, the Pavel Burry thing, that's all conjecture. I have no idea. You know, everybody's guessing about that. But my own personal experiences and what my uh, friend, uh, a uh, practitioner, told me yesterday about uh, some of the stuff that goes, I'm not happy with it. I'm very unhappy with it, with some of my experiences. So you people over there at the Cleveland Clinic with your 500-year-old people sitting in the waiting rooms, even though you've been very nice in getting me in and out of there and giving me preferential treatment uh, from that standpoint, Nevertheless, what have they done for me? Besides having one guy give me a, 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 a prescription for medication that was way, way too much, that sent my blood sugar soaring up, and no follow-through, no nothing. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm real unhappy, and I, like I said the other day, I wouldn't take my miniature pincher there, okay? That's the way I feel about it, just so there's no misunderstandings, okay? Nobody's going to intimidate me and tell me what to say on the air about the Cleveland Clinic, about the Jockey Club, about Greg Reed's haircut, about anything, okay? Because that's what I do. That's what I'm paid to do, is do the Neil Rogers show, period. 
So maybe a little bit more thoroughness might help over there, okay? A little more thoroughness, a little more follow-through. And by the way, remember the big, humongous uh, thing I had here, the bruise on my arm where that uh, bitch took my blood out there? Now, I've had blood taken, and most of you, if you're my age, you've had blood taken a zillion times. And, you know, sometimes if they hit the vein just the wrong way, it can leave like a little black and blue mark for a couple of days. This wasn't just a little black and blue mark. You saw it. You're a witness. As big and purple as your shirt. As big and purple as my That's right. You're goddamn right. And most people don't have a near elbow. Okay? So there. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. What's up, Neil? How, How you doing? doing, sir? Great. Listen, I heard Pete's giving away two tickets. I'll give him a 20 for both of them. Yeah, okay. Call him up. See how he's doing. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We're not pimping for tickets, okay? And we're not doing nothing with tickets. Although at 1230, we are giving away free tickets to the Dade County uh, Fair and Exposition. And also tickets for the Marlins-Mets game Tuesday, April 6th, courtesy of H&R Block. The nephew, uh, Chris Reed, he'll be there with a QM van, 1230 to 130, Shell Station, US 1 and Southwest 27. Don't disappoint him down there. Don't disappoint me. Because then it makes us look bad. Because then he comes back and says to the uh, uncle, he said, oh, there was nobody there. That Neil, you know. That, that's what goes on around here, you know. You know, like Sam said the other day when I was off for a while. Remember that day? For 20 minutes when I had to go to the doctor that day and you did 20 minutes of the, does Greg know about this? Does, no, does Duff know about this? That's even worse. Can you imagine? Does Duff know about this? Let me say it again. Sam, the water Nazi, the sales lady, Gary Sarner, and the man with the bad haircut. That, that's, uh, that's it. Huh? That's the club. The inner circle. That, that, exactly. That's the inner circle. That's a gay club, you moron. 21 before, did I leave out? Wrong. Well, he's just a face man. Mascot. 21 till noon at 560 WQM. How did you sleep last night? I slept great, even with that thing in my mouth. How are you airing shit like this? There was an old farmer who lived on a rock. He sat in the meadow just shaking his fist at some boys who were down by the creek. Their feet in the water, their hands on their marbles and play things and at half past four. There came a young lady, she looked like a pretty young creature. She sat on the grass, she pulled up her dress and she showed them her ruffles and laces and white fluffy duck. She said she was learning a new way to bring up her children so they would not spit. While the boys in the barnyard were shoveling refuse and litter from yesterday's hunt. While the girl in the meadow was rubbing her eyes at the fellow down by the dock. He looked like a man with a sizable home in the country with a big fence out front. If he asked her politely, she'd show him her little pet dog who was subject to fits. And maybe she'd let him grab hold of her small tender hands with a movement so quick. And then she'd bend over and suck on his candy so tasty made of butterscotch. And then he spread whipped cream all over her cookies that she had left out on her shelf. If you think this is dirty, you can go f*** yourself. 11.45 at 560 WQM. Hank Goldberg will be here. Let's see, is Hank at Chula's today? It's Wednesday. Yes, at Chula's from 2 to 5.30. Then he's going to rush off for a Passover Seder. Have a little wine. 
537, Jim Mandich, the Mad Dog. Yes! Tonight. Don't be picking on Michigan State anymore, okay? They are a bunch of animals. You're right. And then 7 o'clock, we got the pregame Panthers and the Islanders, 7.39. Now, look what I got now that my good, close, best personal friend, Ray Perry, just brought into me. I'm just looking. See, I don't want to pick on the Marlins, okay, because I know this is your Marlins station, even though I have less than no interest. And John Henry, uh, you know, he's he is what he is. But I just received my tickets, my season tickets for the Florida Marlins for the entire coming season, which are in Section 146, Row um, 13, Seats 9, and uh, what's the other one? And 10. Great seats. Outstanding seats. But, and my parking passes, too, the purple parking pass, the real good one. But. I'm looking on these tickets. Oh, here it is, right here. God, am I blind or uh, what? Uh huh. Man, is there? Oh, I see. Here it is. It's on the tickets. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I looked on the schedule. I didn't see it. Here are 19.99 opening day. Now you notice the opening day, like any uh, team, the first game, whether it's the Panthers or the Marlins, whatever. The first ticket in the uh, packet when your season ticket order is always like a souvenir thing that's like real artsy fartsy like this that may be worth something someday. Although it is the Marlins, but I mean maybe you know. So here they are. It's Monday, April 5th, 4.05 at PP Park, infield box. These aren't just your ordinary schleppadicky seats, okay? These are great seats because Greg Reed and I are pretty goddamn tight, okay? We actually had a meal together. Never again, but we had a meal together. Now, in fact, you know, it's interesting. On the Employer of the Month thing, it says, by the way, P.S., this should show you that only when you make your peace with... Oh, God! ...would you ever get this award. Remember when Gary Sarner came in and made his peace with us? And now all of a sudden he's a good guy, he's a good friend, he's the employee of the month, he's knowledgeable, he loves the, he's a good guy, Gary Sarner. We, even we don't, uh, dislike him anymore. Well, I don't. No, George said, during the break, George said something terrible about Gary Sarner. I wouldn't repeat on the air. It was very bad. I may have had a point or two, you know, but Gary and I are pretty tight. And of course, it's interesting, he has done several tours of duty here, meaning he's been canned many, many times, and then he'd come back with his tail between his legs. We'd say, okay, you can come back. Nobody else will take you. And we brought him back. And I'm glad that he's doing a great job because we need to make all that money we can to pay Wayne. That's right, to pay Baldy. To pay that big, big mortgage that's hung over this entire place because Greg wants to be the sports hotshot. But anyway, here's the opening day tickets and the purple parking pass for the, Pan- the Mar- I want to say Panthers, the Marlins and the Mets. And I'm going to give them away right here on the air today. I know I don't. I'm not going to give away all these tickets. But it's 4.05 in the afternoon. I know I'm not going. I know John sure ain't taking off from work to go see a Marlins game at 4 o'clock on a Monday. Nobody I know is going to that crap. I mean, that uh, game. Look at that. Look at those lines light up all of a sudden now. Look at them fill up. Huh? How do you like? Look at that. Every line is lit. Oh! Now I know what the problem is. We haven't been giving crap away on a year. You go to the hockey games, they throw the T-shirts, the Panther Patrol, that little blimp is going around, dropping those little stupid things they give away that aren't worth a dime, that aren't worth the price of uh, the paper that those things are printed on. And everybody's knocking each other out of the balcony. They're screaming, they're shrying, hey, I want that. Whatever it is, it's free, I want it. We'll do a drawing, okay? We'll do a drawing at 1 o'clock. This is pretty special. And I think it's pretty goddamn nice of me, even though some people around here think I'm a rotten son of a bitch. I happen to be a hell of a nice guy, okay, whether they know it or not. And, you know, if they would treat me right at the Cleveland Clinic, I'd say something nice about them. If they would, like, find out, you know, do 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 some stuff. Don't just look at me and say, oh, yeah, well, we know, you know, give me a song and a dance. You know, if you're if that's the way you're going to do things, then people are going to talk about it, okay? That's the way it works in the real world. 
If you're going to follow through and you're going to be conscientious and you're going to really pay attention to what you're doing with people's health, then that's fine. That's great. But if you're just going to leave people hanging out there in the wind and look at them and start prescribing by a visual uh, whatever you're doing, then I'm sorry. That I do not get too excited about. And like I said, as far as, uh, you know, Joe the Little Dog saying the same thing. We see these panthers. I don't know. You can only conjecture. But when you see one after another after another going down and not, you know, coming back anytime soon, you have to start scratching your head what's going on over there. So we'll, we'll do a drawing on these. Okay, give them away to somebody at about 1 o'clock. If they can handle that. You know, if I'm not going to start doing this on a regular basis because the guy was right. Giveaways are a killer. They kill this show. We have a bunch of people sucking around. Oh, please, please. They're already calling up. What do you mean? What's he giving away? Is he giving those tickets away? What do you mean they're already calling up? I said we're going to do drawing at 1. How are we going to do the drawing at 1 if they're not already calling up? I want them to call up. Yeah, but you know, they're asking. You're for so the filled with hate against Gary Sarner that it's blinding you to the reality of what we're doing today. You're so jealous that Gary Sarner got you were expecting to get it again before you see if you wouldn't if you would have taken the pin and not the money. Hey, I'll take either one at this point. Yeah, that's right. Did he get the pin yet? No. Did he get the money yet? No. Is he going to live long enough to see either one? No. Probably not. Did he got reimbursed for my uh, Panther playoff deposit yet? No. No. But they did pay the uh, they did pay the cable thing. Let's hear it. Oh. <laughs> you see, you can isolate yourself from the real world. I'm just I'm just speaking in general, not to anybody in particular. You can isolate yourself from the real world and 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 live kind of like a make pretend life, you know. Like, oh, no, we don't do these things, and this isn't the way things really happen, and we're very responsible, and we pay everybody on time. And, <laughs> yeah, and you can do that. You're not fooling anybody, but it makes, you know, that old saying about you believe your own bullcrap. Wasn't I telling you that this morning? There are some people who have led everybody down the garden path so many times and told so many wild tales that after a while they do start believing their own <laughs> crap. <coughs> Boy, am I getting worked up about this, about these tickets. They look good, too, by the way. No, not really. They're pretty boring, you know. When you come, the, the cover, not, in fact, they look crappy when you come right down to it. Look at that. Look how bland that is. I mean, I don't want to aggravate John Henry. I guess he's a pretty good guy, but God, the old Marlin. I mean, the Panther tickets. Those are pretty snazzy looking. They got pictures of different players from the other teams on them, and the Panther players. They look pretty good. Well, you're upset that we're going to do this. <laughs> See, it's that Gary Sarner thing again. You were in a pretty good mood until I mentioned his name, until you heard he was getting the employee of the month. No, I'm still pissed at that cracker who didn't know what he's talking about. Who? The, uh, Will you stop guy. with your professional Cuban stuff? we got enough professional Cubans down here already. Hey, you say anti-Semitism ten times a day. Yeah, well, aren't you? Yeah. Oh. No, except for the Arabs. Yeah, right. Well, at least they're circumspect. And what about, yeah, this is, this is boring-looking stuff. You know? And even the opening day thing, you know, it's gray. Everything is like gray or silver. I guess it's silver, you know, which is kind of one of the many, the teal and the silver and whatever, marlin colors, puce. Not too exciting. Huh? I guess they wanted to make tickets that kind of like matched in with the performance of last year's team. Pretty bland. They'll be better this year, though. Oh! All those youngsters in the organization, have we heard that before? Uh-huh. That's right. That Todd and his uh, Dunwoody. What is that? Chronics. Chronic what? Chronic callers, people you don't want to talk to. How do you know that? See, I'm telling you, you're losing. You better get a grip on yourself before you Friday. You've got big shoes to fill here on Friday when I'm taking off for Good Friday to eat my macaroni and cheese and uh, ham sandwich. I'm gonna, I hope my mother's got something good and trafe for lunch today, okay? I hope she don't have anything kosher. Doesn't your mother keep kosher? No. Of course not. And by the way, guess what we have at lunch every week now since it's great on the uh, Atkins? Bacon. Bacon. Oi! Yeah. 
How about bacon on Pesach? Oh, well, it's not sundown yet. It's getting close, but I'm having lunch at 2.30. It's not sundown yet. Do you go to hell if you eat bacon on Pesach? Yes! I'll see you there. Love bacon. Mm. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Yes, good morning. Opening. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I was calling in uh, reference to what you were mentioning earlier about the brisket, and yeah. uh, that gentleman stole my thunder, but uh, he is absolutely correct about the uh, traditional uh, way of eating brisket. Absolutely uh, correct, sir. Yeah. Got it. They, uh, it's not uh, anything traditional as far as uh, by Jewish law. It's just depending on what part of the, uh, the world you come from. And... Uh, According to this book I have here, it's called The Jewish Primer, and it's written by... The Jewish Primer? A Primer? Yeah. Okay. Rhyme, just keep in mind, it rhymes with Rimmer. <laughs> okay. Uh, then you're familiar with it by Rabbi Dr. Shmuel Himmelstein. No. No. Okay. Uh, well, only... Why would I have to be familiar with that book to know how to pronounce P-R-I-M-E-R? You know what I'm saying? This is true. Right. There are many other primers. Uh and Williams has got some good ones. There's uh, t only two me uh, two actual foods that are required by Jewish law. On Pesach? On Pesach. Matzah must be one. And the and other one? Wine is the other one. Wine? Is maror, the uh, bitter herb. I beg your pardon? Maror. Is you hear what he said? Uh-oh, don't say that again. <laughs> what is that? It's the bitter herb. Oh, the bitter herb. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you can uh, have that either as romaine lettuce or as horseradish. As horse <laughs> radish. That's it. Yeah. And that's... Uh, what you dip inside the paste that uh, is made out of apples, nuts, cinnamon, and wine. That's it puts the lotion in the basket. That was <laughs> well, probably more does, appetizing, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway... Well, uh, sounds like a bunch of pretty crappy stuff to me. When you, What's everybody so excited about having a Seder for if they're going to be eating all this crap? They're going to have parsley uh, dipped in salted water. They're going to be eating maro or whatever that was you just said, which sounds like dreck. And the horseradish, which is good on gefilte fish. Can you eat gefilte fish on Pesach? Yeah, gefilte fish. I love uh, gefilte fish. Chicken soup with matzahs, that's all fine. Oh, there you go. As long as you got your matzo balls. And, of course, nobody makes it. Who the hell ever heard of making leavened matzo balls anyway? Right. And uh, and as far as the uh, Paschal lamb uh, thing was, uh, it, it says in temple times when the Paschal lamb was sacrificed, uh, one was also required to partake of the meat of the lamb at the Seder table. Yeah. And that's about it. But uh, as far as everything else, uh, whether it's chicken or brisket or any other type of meat, uh, I'm sure, except pork, uh, would be just according to the country you came from. All right. So I'm going to have my, in fact, my bacon, I think, is made out of the same horse meat that Georgia's steaks are made of. <laughs> have a good day, man. And back to you. Happy Kwanzaa. Thank you. Happy Boxing Day. Eh? See you around. Now we're getting some good information, and now we're getting a whole bunch of lines on the board lit up, too, because they're waiting for those goddamn tickets. See, I told you, man, we got freeloaders. That's all right. I don't care. I'm in a great mood. I'm in a tremendous mood. I feel like I've accomplished something today. Now that Gary, I made Gary Sarner the employee of the month. Oh! He's a good friend. See, I was just saying this to George at any other station. Now, at, at IOD, we didn't have these silly kind of like employee of the month stuff. It's, it's pretty silly. We had that at Paxson because that was like a corporate ass-looking place, which is why Pete Bolger is there place for corporate ass lickers. Didn't I win it once over there for that great book I had in that uh, first book? Huh? At Paxton? Yeah, and you won it once too, I think. Which we're embarrassed by. But it's interesting that in a memo that comes out, that it would say, I mean, this is from the general manager with his uh, marginal haircut. Beyond all of that, all of these things, he is a good friend and a good person. You follow what I'm saying? In other words, I don't think that would be in a memo from anybody else in, a, in like in a real place of business. He's a good friend. I mean, does that really make a difference? No. Of course not. That, that's not, not what we're here for. 
Do you follow? You're, you're following what I'm saying. It's it just uh, it comes back to that fraternal kind of thing again. Like these are the people we really like. These are the people we trust. These are the people who like sit around. We all suck each other's appendages and all the rest of you. You know, you could learn a lot by uh, this. Okay. But I mean, I I just have a uh, philosophy about that. You know, you show up and you go to work every day. Not that you have to suck, right? Bill Rogers. Ah. All right. I can't take too much butter. It shoots right out my ass. Right on your matzo, baby. Pepper and paprika blew me to the can. I can't take too much butter. I can't take it at all. My ass burns from Olestra and especially Sorbitol. I can't take too much butter. It goes through me too fast. Every time I eat it, I have to change my pants. I can't take too much butter. 1203 at 560 WQM. So, uh, Carlos has brought in 600 copies of Fort Lauderdale Magazine, the spring 1999 issue. And there's an art. Huh? The first issue. What do you mean by that? Was it a debut issue? Didn't exist, though. Well, I got news for it after seeing what's in it. I wouldn't count on another one. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is really, really weak. I don't want to pee on your parade. Do you already get paid by these people? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Like I said, it sucks. In fact, look at this. I mean, people don't want to see uh, flat-chested uh, young uh, chicks in here. You know? well, Where? Okay. Where? There's naked women in here. There are? No, there are not. They're not naked. So and, I mean, even if they were, you still would see, like, maybe raisinettes at best. Well, first, huh? She's got, I've got bigger breasts than she's got, okay? But anyway, getting back to what's in this magazine, will you stop? Cooking to Death by George Rodriguez. <laughs> now, I don't get it. I mean, what is the, per this is supposed to be the Broward uh, version of, like, uh, Miami Magazine? Miami Metro, Ocean Drive, right. kind of thing. Artsy fartsy with uh, some uh, dark-complected uh, broad on the cover. That's the nicest way I can say it in her uh, leopard spot outfit. But at any rate, so here on page 8, you want to rush right out and buy this. It's Naomi Campbell on the cover. And? Is he kin to Jack Campbell? Or Glenn? So page 8, it says, Cooking to Death by George Rodriguez. Should I read this? No. <laughs> no. No, really? Come on. No! George wrote a little piece. The check cleared. They spelled my name right. Yeah. How much did they pay you for this? Uh, no, how much did they pay you for this? hundred bucks. For this? For that. Good. What, I'm going to turn it down? No, I didn't say you should turn it down, but they paid you a hundred bucks for this? For like one, two, three, four, five little paragraphs? Five paragraphs. Now, five now why did they come to you to write something? What was that all about? To get you to talk about it on the air, I'm sure. Okay, it's uh, five minutes past noon at 560 WQAM. Let's take a call in um, Miami. Hello. If you press the button, I just want to get off of that thing now. Here's Miami. Hello. 
deal. Did yep. you did you mention the article in today's local section of the no. Herald about Brother Paul's return to Miami? No, no, he's going to the uh, what is he in the shoeshine uh, business? Plot. Oh yeah, he's going to sell cemetery plots. But, nice going, Brother Paul. Oh! But he's going to leave the Brotherhood because to quote the article, he says his superiors are not in touch with Miami. Yeah. And I They're wonder, probably in touch with each other, not with Miami. I wonder why he went to New Mexico. Do you think he was one of those exiles? Meaning what? You know, uh, they sent him out to New Mexico, and now he returned. Oh, he went to New Mexico. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But, but I'm sure if you call up the Archdiocese, they won't tell you. Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Nobody wants to register for those Marlin tickets for opening day. That's a good sign. We don't want to start getting sucked into that freebie thing again. Now what does it say here? If you don't, uh, if you don't think the Academy Awards are just a bunch of pseudo intellectual crap, look at how many talentless scumbags won. Oh, that's always the case. It's kind of like you know, it's a cluster fork, is what it is. A little fraternity of people uh, sucking on each other's body parts, like what I told you about goes on here, with the little inner circle, as George calls it. Here's a lady in Hollywood. Hello, lady in Hollywood. Going once, seventeen minutes and fifty-two seconds. She waited, and guess what? She's gone. Oh! Thank you, sweetheart. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello, Neil. God. Yes, sir. Neil, uh, I know you hate people sucking up to you, but I've been listening to you for years. Uh, I love your show, uh-huh. and and I've always called whenever you have something to give away, and I called you other times besides when you have something to give away. But you've never given me anything, and you always hang up on me. You think maybe I get the tickets? Five six seven oh five sixty. No sense in breaking our streak now. And pound five sixty on the mobile one line. And like I said, we're not. Nobody. I'm. Uh, we'll put you on a list. We'll do a drawing at one o'clock. Don't you understand? We're talking to people. It's a talk show. That's what we do. That's why the answer, sir, is no. absolutely, positively, no. beyond a shadow of a doubt. No, no questions asked. No. no. But have a nice day and happy circus. And don't t- eat too much of your horseradish. Your kid will <laughs> kill you. Here's Hialeah. Hello. How are you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Neil God. Yes. Speaking. Got two desperate kids here. I have to go to the youth fair. You got some tickets for me? Well, what did I just say? What did I just get through saying? You see how this destroys my life in this show? You see that? Can you spell well, in his case, I shouldn't say can you speak English because it was kind of debatable. Don't you understand what I just said? Do they understand? No. Do they get it? No. Are they ever going to get it? No. Is he getting the tickets? No. Why did I do this? Do I have any idea? No. Because I'm a schmuck. Because I'm trying to be a nice guy, because I thought opening day, for even if it is just the Marlins, okay, even if there's absolutely less than no interest in the Marlins, even if Wayne destroyed the whole thing before he finally peddled it off to poor John Henry, even if it's just butchered and destroyed and dying on the vine, I thought opening day, the tickets are bigger than the other uh, gray, dull-looking ones, and there's a nice parking pass. Do something nice for this crowd for a change. It's the holidays. It's Pesach. It's uh, daylight savings time. It's Easter. It's uh, nail somebody up on a cross time, whatever time this is. And you can't do it because they just don't know how to play the game. Gordon gives South Florida a major blowjob. On the next, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? The kids track down the elusive San Diego to a harem in Saudi Arabia, where she has been selling teenage girls to a sultan as sex slaves. Play along as they follow the erotic clues to Carmen's whereabouts. We may be public broadcasting, but we know sweeps when we see it. Okay, it's 1214 at 560 WQM. Uh, Hank Goldberg at Chula Steak 2, 2 to 530. 530 it's the Mad Dog. Yeah. Jim Manich, and then 7 o'clock the pregame. Panthers, big, big game. I know it's a crappy team we're playing, and that's good. 
We got two against Washington. We got one against Montreal, one against Tampa Bay. This one against the Islanders tonight. There's four games right there. You can't take anything for granted, but there's four games right there that we should damn well win or else. So we got that 730 tonight. You know, I was reading over this uh, memo again about Gary Sarner. I don't want to dwell on this, but I will. And it, it, I don't know, I find a contradiction here because it says Gary has done several tours of duty here at WQM as a very devoted employee. And this part I, I find bizarre because it says he truly loves and believes in what WQM is all about. Now, remember he was in here briefly on Monday morning? And I said to him, how's things going, Gary? And he said, this station stands for nothing. So, you know, you figure it out. Who's telling the truth again? Here's a mobile in Jupiter. Hello. Mobile in Jupiter. Going once. Okay, they're going and gone. That was good. Like that. Kind of like like that. Here's a mobile in the Cutler Ridge. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. Neil, do you hear about that doctor who slipped the wrong embryo into a woman's womb? No. Into her, into her womb? Into her uterus. Remember that song by the Beach Boys, In My Womb? Yes. I thought this only happened in the soap operas, Neil. No. Front page of the Herald today. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, I did see it. Yeah, they, they had, there were twins and one was white, one was black. and Right. Her. Because the doctor messed up and flipped an extra embryo. Hey, I got news for us, sir. Doctors and uh, the whole thing with doctors, man, I just can't deal with it. If a doctor is going to be a doctor, then they owe it to you to uh, do the right thing and to be a little more thorough than a lot of these so-called doctors. Remember when Dr. Rick Bauer found out that Kevin wasn't his sick kid? Right. I mean, imagine how that couple felt. How that That's right, them. exactly. Incredible. And then Ross bailed out anyway altogether, you know. Yep. And now she's uh, hanging out with uh, Ben, another has-been. <laughs> Who's pretty soon going to be shacked up with what's her name? The well, the one lady mafia, Puerto Rican lady there in uh, Springfield. Santos. What a show. Can you throw me in the list, Neil? Okay, hold on. There's a guy that watches Guiding Light, so I'm putting him on the list. Okay, can't be all bad. And you notice the great recovery that Matt made on Guiding Light from uh, Monday to yesterday? Wow. That Vanessa, she must be the healing lady. He was out there. He had frostbite. His head was like all he had. He doesn't even have a scar left on his puss anymore. He was like an inch away from death. She put him under the covers. She hopped in the sack with him and got him a little bit warm, uh, however she did it. And now all of a sudden he looks like brand new, which ain't all that good. But nevertheless, that's the way to do it. The van is there. Okay, the QAM van getting there a little early, a little premature evaluation. Greg uh, Reed's nephew, Chris Reed, who's one of the few really uh, salt of the earth. How come Chris Reed don't get the Oh, he did get it, did he? He took the pin, I think. Didn't he get the award one of the employee of the month, Chris? A couple of months ago, I think, because he knew he would take the pin. Because if he doesn't take no, if he took the two hundred bucks, he'd be out on all those dinners. Meet the nephew Chris Reed with the QAM van today between right now and one thirty at the Shell gas station, US one and Southwest Twenty Seventh Avenue in Coconut Grove. Just look for the QAM van, which we believe in strongly here. The QAM van, don't we? We're not so sure about the station. We believe in the van. Receive free tickets while I mean, if you go by there, they got free tickets for you. Just ask for the Marlins uh, Mets game on Tuesday, April sixth. Courtesy of H&R Block, will be filing taxes for free at the stadium, by the way, on that day. Or get free tickets to the Dade County Fair and Expo from the nephew between now and 1.30. Go out there and get a bunch of free stuff. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Mobile in Miami. Okay. Boy, these people are patient today. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello? Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. First of all, you couldn't give me Marlins tickets if you paid me. Yeah, for this them. looks pretty bad for John Henry. I don't want him to feel bad, but I got like just a couple lines. We're trying to give away opening day tickets with a preferred parking pass, and you and a couple of other uh, people around here, and that's it. Yeah, we were doing better than before we gave away these tickets. I was doing better today. 
Right, here, gotta, right here on the first day of Pesach at sundown, I was doing better than giving away Marlin tickets. Not a good omen. Yeah, I got a couple of things for you. I know you've been talking about your phone system, and it's not QAM. I hate to tell you, it's Bell South. They That's stink. what I've been saying. Bell South sucks. I keep telling you that. I've been fighting this for years. I, you know what? I've been trying to get faster Internet service hooked up, and they're my provider, and the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is always right. doing. That's right. Because you know, usually one hand is up there. Rectum. Yeah, that's it. But uh, anyway, I love your show. Have a great day. And thank you so much. And happy uh, boxing boxing day. Yeah. Okay. Happy Sukkot. Happy Shavuos. Don't eat too much parsley. Don't dip your thing in that uh, salty water because it'll shrivel up. But if mine shrivel up, I mean, that would be the end. Gone. Inverted. Open line on the board, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile. This is a real revelation to me. Maybe the schnorrers, maybe we chased them all away. You, know? uh-huh. you think we chased them, you never chased them away. That would be like saying we chased the chronics, the uh, cornices away. How are the cornices doing, by the way? Are they okay? Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing today, sir? Great. I just want you to know I enjoy listening to the show every day as I drive around here doing my job, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hey, um, think- also, Roy, along with the Marlins tickets, we're giving away some free pot, too, by the way. Hey, no problem, buddy. <laughs> hey, uh, I just want you to know that uh, the Marlins outfielder is going to be up for grabs if Cliff Floyd don't get back in about four weeks, man. Cliff Floyd? Ah, uh, he's out with injury, you know? Oh, jeez. I thought he's the only guy that anybody knew on the team besides Levon. <laughs> yeah, he got an injured knee, I think. Oh, no, uh, wonder, he- no wonder nobody wants to go. I guess you don't want to go see that crap, huh? I'm a big Marlins fan, though. I still like him any help, bro. You want to be on the list, bro? Yeah, I appreciate it. Bro. Okay, Schwa- uh, bro, hang on. Uh, okay, put that Schwa- bro on your list. Okay, at least we're making a little bit of a list, okay? I mean, you got to have some names on the list to do a drawing. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't want it. I don't want you to feel bad, John Henry, because I know you listen to the station religiously 24 hours a day, even in your sleep. Here's a guy that says, uh, well, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Just one of those things, you know? But if you hear it on this show, mister, you can take it to the bank. It'll probably bounce, but you can take it to the bank. Here's Miami. Hello. Yo, God. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Great. Love your show. Of course. Enjoy it. Uh, one thing. I haven't heard you talk about the heat today. What's going on? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Uh, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. Uh, 40-year-old guy. Uh, recently diagnosed a type 2 diabetic. Yes. Um, Sorry. I, the way I found out was... Are you fat? No. Five foot seven, 160 pounds. Fat. I had a, I had a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, stress-related. Mm-hmm. And, um... Stress I, will kill you, boy. I'll tell you, this place, wow. Yeah, then I had bypass surgery. Grinding my it. teeth. As I was leaving the hospital, they said, uh, you're a diabetic. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently most guys... Uh, well, five seven hundred sixty pounds is not underweight. That's uh, overweight. Well, it's maybe by 10 pounds. No, more than not. Listen, I'm 5'9", and my ideal weight should be 150 to 160. So you're like many pounds overweight. Well, they tell me about 150. No. Really? So where should I be? Well, well I don't know. Maybe in the hospital. I don't know. <laughs> my main question, I guess, is I'm, I'm doing everything I can and probably not enough at all to keep the sugar down. What are you doing to get... 70-some-odd numbers. Are 73 you? this morning, by the way. Blood sugar is 73 this morning, boys and girls. Oh! Completely cut out carbs? Yes. That's well, no, of course not. You can't. I mean, you can, but I had some, uh, what I have, some uh, uh, broccoli au gratin, you know, you get in the uh, freezer bag. I had right. a little of that. Right. Had a little uh, pickle, dill pickle. Right. 
Well, I cut most of it out. Maybe a nice small salad, very small, with a real low-carb dressing I was talking about the other day. Right. Are you taking any glyburide or anything at night? Not anymore. Hmm. I was for a long time. I was taking too much. Really? And is that what is that what was messing you up, the glyburide? No, I'm just telling you, it's not good for you. It's not, no. not intended to take that for the rest of your life unless you have to. If you can if you can bring your sugar down by dietary ways, that's the way you want to do it. You, want, you don't want to be taking pills the rest of your life. Is there some kind of natural supplement you're doing or just the... Uh, no. Well, just... Just cutting the carbs down. Just cut the carbs. It's the Atkins, man. It cuts. It gets your blood sugar down like a, it's a miracle. Well, I shall try and follow the M. Well, what is your sugar? You take your own sugar now? Yeah, my morning sugar is like 104. So what's wrong with that? Well, sometimes it's 130. It all depends on well, the What's day. wrong with 130? Well, you know. Are you, you're, but you're taking uh, glinase or one of those? Glyburide at night. Right. Yeah, that's it. Well, you're, then you're doing pretty good. But, I mean, if you want to get rid of the pills, just try what I'm telling you. Cut those carbs way down and see how it works. I'll do it. Good luck, pal. Thanks, Joe. See ya. Okay, see, there's a guy who's, uh, like, in charge. you got to take charge because, like I said, see, the idea of licking a schmear medicine, I'm not in favor of that. You know what I mean by that? Give a licking a schmear. Give a superficial, we look at you, oh, here's what we think, go take some blood. Okay, next, next. That's not my idea of medical care. I'm very sorry. No, I'm not sorry because it's our lives we're talking about here. I was watching something this morning on TV. They had some PSA on there about get a screening test for this, whatever it was. And I'm thinking to myself, when do you do that? Why don't we, you know, what they call a physical exam, a complete physical exam at the doctor's, you know what that is? You go once a year, you pee in a cup, they take your blood, they stick their finger in your rectum, and that's it. They, they listen to your heart for 10 seconds, that's it. You know, after you get to a certain age, why isn't it once a year that you go, like, take a whole day, take a day off from work? It should be an excuse day from work for your health. That makes sense to me. makes more sense than, than eating matzah. You take a, a day or, or like uh, putting ashes on your head on Ash Wednesday. It makes sense. That's what I'm doing on Friday. I'm doing it for my health, God damn it. And you go and you spend the whole day and they take, uh, they check, uh, you know, they give the colorectal test and they check you for your, uh, you, they check your urine, all the stuff, all of these things. Instead of this kind of hit and miss deal, you know. And then they really give you the uh, thorough going over as opposed to like, uh, you know, five minutes. And I'll guarantee, I bet you almost everybody in this audience would agree with me. When you go to the doctor, most of you will wait longer in the waiting room than the time you'll spend with the doctor. And I'm not talking about the time you spend sitting in the room when the nurse goes in there and asks you a bunch of little questions and she takes your blood pressure and, oh, he'll be right with you. I'm not talking about that time. I'm talking about the amount of time that he actually spends with you. I promise you, you'll spend a hell of a lot more time sitting in the waiting room with a bunch of 200-year-old dying people than you will in with the doctor. And that's pathetic. Lick and a schmear medicine. That's what medical care in America is all about, and that's why we're dying over here. Right from fat and all these other things. What am I getting worked up about? It's just the truth. What I just said, man, it's right on target. Here's a, a mobile. Hello. Neil. Mobile in somewhere. Yes, sir. How are you today, Neil? Great. Listen, you talk about waiting for uh, a doctor's appointment. I went to uh, a dental office in the uh, Baptist Hospital to get a root canal. Yeah. And it takes several visits. On one visit, they made me wait an hour. On another one, they made me wait half an hour. On my third visit, the appointment was at 7 o'clock in the morning. I get there at 7.10 because parking is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And they cancel the appointment. They say they can't see me. Based so on what? Well, why is that? <laughs> well, because they assume it would take so much time to do the work on me. So I was late 10 minutes. I would set them off their schedule. 
So I'm like, well, wait a minute. You've made me wait before. How come now you can't work? Oh, no, don't work that way, man. This is called tit for tat or something like that. And you can't well, what do I that. Ended up, what I ended up doing was refusing to pay my co-payment. Right. I said, well, if you make me wait, I'm not going to pay it. It's $3, so they just laughed at me. Mm-hmm. Said, no problem. They couldn't care less. Anyway, the last thing I want to ask you about, you know when these sports nuts call in and say, oh, long-time listener, first-time caller? Yeah. Why would they ask a question and then say, I'm going to hang up and listen instead of interacting with the host? Because they can't interact. Unbelievable. I mean, that's what I enjoy about your show. You interact with some people. Some people are idiots. Some are funny. Right. But I always wonder, what's the big deal about hanging up? Because and they're, not, they're not capable of the fine art of verbal intercourse. They're not capable of doing it. Well, you're doing a great job, Neil. Yes, I am. And God bless you, sir. And okay, don't go to that place. Can I get, place. A, can I get Okay, hold on, hold on. Hey, don't go to that place again, okay? That was the place where I had mono years ago, and they had all the schmutz hanging out coming out of the vents right above my hospital bed. I don't want to mention Baptist Hospital. Oh, he's going to get all these people crazy. I'm just telling it exactly the way it is, okay? If there's a penalty for telling the truth, then I'm a bad guy. But that's the way it was, and that's the way it is. And until my chiropractor came in and told him to do the mono spot test, they didn't bother checking for that. Oh, you got some kind of liver disease. Yeah, right. How many years ago was that? About 200 years ago? You know, medical care, that term in America, that's a, that's a uh, oxymoron. American medical care, that's an oxymoron. Now, what's up with your Gotham Asporco? Tonight on Modern Marvels, they were the pioneers of a lifestyle that to this day is enjoyed in men's rooms everywhere. I think it was back in 22, me and the boys drilled the first hole in Woolworths. They were hand-drilled back then. Take a peep into the secret society of men who first developed the glory hole to today's high-tech adventurers. I'm told that now they're using lasers for speed. Modern Marvels, glory holes, tonight on the history. Channel. Oh! oh, speaking of, uh, oh! you see this story, Chief Blast video mistake about that uh, I was telling you this morning about in Lighthouse Point where they brought in that videotape. Some uh, some clown brought it into the uh, station. A pornographic video was brought to the uh, police station by a police detective who thought it would be cute to say uh, tell his police buddies it was a training tape, and it turned out to be a bestiality tape of a woman having uh, sex with a dog. Well, anyway, it goes on and on about how uh, accidentally it was put into a tape, uh, put the tape into a video cassette recorder at the February 13th session of uh, boating, monthly boating safety class, and was seen by a bunch of kids. A little bit of it, little piece, about that big. And the story goes on. Detective Rick Anderson, who got the tape from an officer, another law enforcement agency, received 12 days suspension. Officer Jeffrey Prego, who shares the desk with the two other officers, was suspended for six days. Of the other officers who watched the tape, Commander Michael O.H. Michael was suspended for five days and Detective Alan Nestor for three days. And it goes on to say, Commander should have, because of his position, should have assumed the responsibility. His punishment will be more severe than Nestor's because of his position, which may have been prone. Commander, let's do it again. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. The nephew's out there with a QAM van. At the Shell Station, US 1 and Southwest 27th Avenue. Free tickets for the Marlins and Mets Tuesday, April 6th. And free tickets to the Dade County Fair and Exposition. And we're not doing too good with these Marlins tickets for opening day and the parking pass. This comes, what did I tell you? Every time we have one of those exhibition games on, I say, is there any interest? No. None. And there isn't. 5670560. You want to get on that list? <laughs> Thank you. And pound 560 on the Mobile One line. They don't care. We got only, what, two people on the list? Three. It's a short list, man. Here's a mobile in Coconut Creek. Hello. Hey, Neil, what's up? How you doing, sir? 
Right, listen, long-time listener, first-time call. I don't call because I don't want to sound like most of those idiots that call up because mm-hmm. i got nothing to say in general. But uh, before I go into Doris Market, i got to go do some shopping. I'm calling to get my name on the list, get some tickets for my wife's uh, cousin. He loves the Marlins, and he's a great player himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're doing a great job. Love your show. You'd be amazed who does listen to your show and doesn't admit it. And uh, you uh, bring an amazing insight to uh, the area here. So yeah. keep up the good work, man. Okay, you're doing hold a great on, job. hold on. You didn't have anything, but uh, hold on. I must be in a really good mood. Maybe because it's Pesach, okay? Yeah, enough of the sucking, but put him on the list. Open line in somewhere, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the uh, mobile one line. Line 8's ringing a lot today. Oh! Glad to see that. They finally got around to starting to get this thing uh, fixed, maybe. We're starting to make some uh, recovery in here. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Going once. They're long gone, okay? Had a lot of those today. Here's uh, the Gables. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, hi. How you doing? This, uh, how you been? Okay, I'm in Carl Gables. He no, no I'll never be answered then. Uh, first time, second time, oh, Neil. Devout Catholic, long time, Neely. Yes, sir. <laughs> Devout Catholic? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, kind of a contradiction, but yeah. anyway, you got me interested in those opening day tickets, too. Yeah. I also look forward to my days off so I can listen to you. Uh-huh. That's all. Well, what do you mean I got you interested in them? What, what does that mean? I'd like to go, or at least be on the list. No. Okay, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. He didn't sound sincere, you know. He sounded insincere to me. And especially, you don't want to be going this close to Easter Sunday. I mean, it's Monday. Oh, yeah, today after Easter Sunday. You don't want to be doing that if you're devout. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. What's the biggest smoke job going on in Miami right now? Probably down at Nick's. No, the biggest smoke job is the penny tax. Guess what that means? That I, haven't got, I haven't got any idea. I don't even know what you're talking about. They're they're raising the tax on in Miami. They're calling it the, the penny tax. Penny tax which, for what? Well, so they the can do a Miami circle, so they can all do a circle, no. jump in a Miami circle over there. I don't I know anything about it. Hey, Neil, the thing is, they don't tell you what it is. It means that from 6.5% sales tax, it's yeah. going up to 7.5%. Yeah, well, that's why I live in Broward. Well, and what that means for Broward, which I live in Broward, it's probably going to go up one, you know, one percent to, to, to seven percent. And that means that I thought I thought I, you just said it was in Miami. Well, well, well uh, if it's seven and a half percent in Dade, they won't keep it at six percent in Broward because everybody, everybody will just go to Broward and buy things. And that means that your Corvette is going to cost you an extra five hundred dollars. No, it's not. An extra one percent. I already bought it. Well, next next time. Mother will know next time. Um, I'm not an ass sucker or whatever, but can I get on the list? Yes. <laughs> He's answering his own questions. Well, I'm, I'm doing your, your machine. I mean, you're talking about ass sucker. I mean, that was uh, that was embarrassing. I mean, uh, these tickets, are they worth that much to you that you would, uh, I guess the answer is obvious. Okay, hold on. I feel Thank sorry you. for you, but hold on. Thank you. Okay, boy. I mean, was there any logic in what he just said? No. I mean, uh, you know, if if the neighboring county wants to jack up a penny, which I haven't read anything about it, because who cares about stuff like that, especially in Dade, you know? You poor bastards who live in Dade, I feel sorry for you. But, I mean, uh, it would just make sense then, Broward, would keep it the way it is, say, hey, come on up and shop here. Save, a, you know, a penny on, uh, like like people are going to, I mean, you'll spend 20 bucks on gas and tolls and stuff, but come on down. we got plenty of people up here in Broward that don't speak English. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Our list is growing. I'm never doing this again. By the way, you're right. I'm right. You're right. What? What are you getting all better? You are. You're not well today. You really are. I don't know what it was. I'm really hungry. 
Well, too but bad. I'm going to mommy's today. I'm not eating. No, I'm not, not eating. Uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, some of that monster. Did you talk to Jeff Cohen, by yeah. the way? Talk to Ponytail? What? It's all arranged. It's all arranged. Oh, my God. I'm going to come in tomorrow. I got something to look forward to. I'm coming in for that matzo pizza and matzo lasagna, which is not on the Atkins, but it's uh, not a lot. Last time I had that, it did very little to my blood sugar. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's the leavening of the bread that uh, is the bad stuff. Where am I going? Here's a, a mobile implantation. Hello. Mobile implantation. Hello? Yes, sir. No, well, oh, you're in, no, you're in Naples. I put my finger on the wrong button. I'm having a little a problem today. Yeah. Um, Mental problem. Leavening in Naples. <laughs> Oi! Yes? <laughs> um, devout, uh, devout atheist. Yes? Um, Got to go to a Seder tonight with uh, 10 people. Are you going to be wearing a shmata on your head? Uh, no. Oh, good. Drinking very heavily just to prepare for it. Excellent. I mean, this is just like... Uh, silly. Uh, just a bunch of silly stuff, yeah. Silly stuff, afikomen, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, it's, you know, it's... Um, it's uh, crap. Okay, well, listen, have a good time. 21 till 1 at 5, and happy uh, circus. 21 till 1 at 560 WQAM. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil Goss. If you're a skinhead or white supremacist, you know that the forces pulling the strings in the government are closing down on all those great websites we've become accustomed to. Well, we still have the U.S. Postal Service to rely on. So now is the time to join the Nazi of the Month Club. For just $8.99 a month, you get the complete history of one prominent Nazi, past or present, the particular group he hates, and any subversive activity they may be planning. So no matter what the race, religion, or ethnic group you hate, Nazi of the Month is right up your alley. Just call 1-800-10-HEAD-TO-ORDER. Order today and get your very own synthetic Adolf mustache to impress your friends absolutely free. That's 1-800-10-HEAD. Order today. You know, we could give away a date with Josh Friedman and have more interest than uh, we're getting on these Marlin tickets. I mean, not that I have any problem with that. We've got plenty of people on the phone, but I just don't see uh, too much interest. Anybody want the Marlin stuff? I will not give it to you. How are we doing out there with a nephew, by the way? We hear anything from them, and they must be busy. Out at the Shell Station, U.S. 27 and, uh, or U.S. 1 and Southwest 27th Ave. They must be busy. They got free Dade County Fair tickets and Marlin tickets to Marlins and Mets for uh, next Tuesday the 6th. Uh, courtesy of H&R Block, who'll be uh, filing, uh, filling out taxes for you free at the stadium on that day. Great facts, by the way. Once in a while we get a good fax. Once in a while, I mean, often we get crappy faxes, really dumb. But here's a really good fax. Mike says, the medical care in the U.S. is the lowest quality in the entire first world. Anyone who's been to Europe knows how pathetic our doctors and hospitals are here. While I was touring Europe last year, a friend of mine fainted in Austria. Oi! She was taken to the hospital, given overnight care, an MRI, a doctor's exam, and a prescription. When she was released, I naturally took out my checkbook, and the nurse said it was unnecessary, and we could just walk out and enjoy the rest of our vacation. I have given up hope. I've given up hope on trying to find a decent doctor here, says Mike. The one I have is a joke. I've seen him less than J.D. Salinger, he says. I just have to monitor my health on my own and try my best, says Mike. Great facts, Mike. We got licking a schmear medicine down here in South Florida. That's the way most of them practice. Licking a schmear. You're in, you're out. Here, take this slip down there to the lab and let them poke your arm around and get a big black and blue mark on it the size of Venus, the size of Uranus. Chris, he's getting swamped. Good. There you go. We got some people listening out there. How do you like that? 
Okay, maybe we're not like uh, the best like people in this building, okay? And maybe we don't want to be schmoozing around, hanging around with the boss. When I came to work here, was it written in my contract that I got to be a personal friend with the boss? No. No. That I got to be an ass licker? No. I got to be part of some little fraternity of people, most of whom I don't even like in there? No. Down the hall, which I don't want to mention no names, like the water Nazi, she hates me, I hate her, okay? It's mutual. I don't hate her. I just don't want to see her. Okay. Great. There you go. And don't take any more water, prick. Yeah. There is no water now. I mean, you know, that's fine. They can hang around and schmooze and play grab ass with you. We don't care. We're here to do a job. We got 50 billion people listening out there, okay? When Neil on the radio, everybody in town knows what knows what he had for breakfast today before, and I didn't even eat breakfast. How do you like that? Nice going, nephew. See, what did I tell you? Chris Reed, There's how, how he got involved in that family, I have no idea, because he's a good guy. I mean, not that Craig... Greg is, like I said, I've said it right on target. He's not a bad guy. He's just uh, what he is, you know, a guy with a bad haircut who can't get a cut like by somebody expensive because he don't get that much on allowance day, you know. He can't go, well, no, he can't go to like, you know, real hair, you know what I'm talking, so like 20 bucks for a real good haircut, minimum, and tip. That's why Rimmer don't get his hairs cut, all three of them. You don't want to leave, oh, and speaking of that, wait till I tell you this. So uh, well, I got to be careful how I do this. Till I'm sure I got my tickets for the uh, hockey game, <laughs> the Leafs game, and the Panthers a week from Saturday in Toronto at the New Air Canada Center. I'm not going to say it. I'll wait till I get back from that. About how cheap he really is. Yeah, I mean he did buy dinner the night. Remember, you know the moth flew out of the wallet. The Roots Chris. It must have been pretty expensive. He wouldn't let me see the check though. I think it really said on the check. It's with our compliments. Uh, have a nice life, Mr. Remmer. Probably set it up ahead of time because they brought him the check, which they never do that. Never do that. So it was all set up ahead of time. But he's getting me tickets so I can go see the uh, Maple Leafs and the Panthers in the Air Canada Center a week from Saturday. It'll be a big game for both teams, by the way. I'll be going, go Leafs, go. That's what I'll be going. Unless, of course, the Leafs are already locked up uh, whatever playoff slot they're going to be in and the Panthers need it for, you know, to get in. Then I might, I'll still be, go Leafs, I'll still be doing that. I don't root against the Leafs. So Rimmer says to me on the phone last night, he says, well, we'll have to uh, meet uh, downtown. We'll have to go to the Pickle Barrel, which is a, it's a deli. It's not all that great. It's just, I don't know, when you're Jewish, you go to the Pickle Barrel in Toronto. We'll have to meet there for lunch. I said, hey, that sounds like good. He says, who's buying? First thing he says, who's buying? And I kind of like sniggered at his comment. He said, oh, well, I'm all set for two years now. Are you following what we're saying? In other words, that was the meal, the one he bought the other night, Ruth Chris. That was his, uh, that was the one for two years. Now, I don't want to play Butch Boss with Rimmer, you know. But if he wants to, if he wants to play uh, Fast and Loose with my pocketbook with my money, even if it's only Canadian currency, which ain't worth a crap, I'll have to be start showing this uh, thing, this brochure he made up about a certain somebody who used to play hockey. Huh? You see that? I don't want to describe it too graphically on the air because he does have to work with the guy and make a living, you know. But boy. <laughs> oh. Man. Huh? What, what, would he, what would he say if I started passing that damn thing around? And people saw that Rimmer was the one who made that up. I feel really, really sick. So watch it, Rimmer, okay? I think you're buying. I'm going to have everything on the menu and uh, and then some at the pickle barrel. Here's a, uh, what is it? Oh, a van report in the Grove. Hello. Hey, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Well, a couple things. First of all, you know, I don't know. You, you always make comments about your sales department or lack thereof. And, and I should, I yeah. hope you, I hope that they have something in the in the van besides baseball tickets. And granted, there's a million people that want to see the Marlins game, but I wouldn't put the baseball tickets on my snake cage. I just, I have no interest. <laughs> yeah. I want to get some Neil, some Neil paraphernalia. Like what? 
Well, anything. I don't know what you know. If I was your sales, I used to do promotions for for concerts and shows that I used to do. I could make a million off off of promoting you and selling T-shirts and buttons and things. These people are T-shirts and buttons. Are you? uh, I don't. I don't even touch with reality. This is the Beasley Reed people, sir. This is AM. We don't do uh, buttons and T-shirts. Well, they're they're part of. They they can end up. I know. know Next next you're going to be saying bumper stickers. (laughs) Wow. I know it's it's bloody revolutionary, and I know this has been a problem over the years with with your your sales holes, etc. That was my. But, but that's not a sales hole thing. That has to do with the uh, with the management, with our, with our well, promotions people, with our promotions well, budget, with, with the cheap management, with the way that they run this place. They give us no promotion, none. And of course, them, they they wear you down, just like I'm supposed to be getting this outside promotion, billboards and TV, which is in my contract. But I just gave up on it because I saw what they did last year, which did me more harm than good, exactly. and made us all look like a bunch of fools. So I figure, okay, let them save the money. Maybe they'll go out and buy some bumper stickers, stuff you're talking about. Are they doing it? No. Well, they, got a, they went out and bought, I think, about eight T-shirts, and they buried them in uh, somebody's room closet somewhere for a rainy day. That's my first complaint. You should give them a whole bunch of dresses and pumps and a big sash that says mismanagement. Right. Um, anyway, the second... Oh, there's Sam, our promotions man. I sure hope he's hearing what you're saying. Douchebag. About how they would like to have some paraphernalia out there when they go to the van, I, which we listen, don't have, I, to promote I, this I spend, radio station, which we don't have. I'd spend money on a T-shirt in a second. See, I Sam, was, Sam's, got a pro- Sam's got a promotional budget, but Sam uses the budget to wine and dine young ladies at the uh, box up there in the arena so we can get laid a few times away. Look, right. you don't mind that. That's okay. But share a little bit. I don't mean the young ladies either. Share their promotional budget. Just a few. Yeah, George wants him to share. The other complaint was... You hear that, Crystal? Go ahead, sir. The other complaint was the driver of the van. Yeah. You know, he pulled up in the van, and Chris, I, I, I walked Chris, over the far Crystal side, in the van? and the windows weren't open, right? Yeah. So, he, I mean, it didn't look like there was anything going on. So then he finally... It was like I was doing a drug deal. I came over the driver's Because you're smoking window. some good stuff in the van. What do you expect? Yeah, I, would, I would have known. I would have smelled The station it. is here in, in Little Jamaica. We have some good contacts here. You think Chris is driving a QM van around town without getting a little, uh, you know, mellow? He, he didn't smoke Having to put up with all these snores there. You're grabbing all, everything they can get in sight. He's got to mellow out a little bit before he starts getting into that thing. He's got the personality of a smooth, flat rock. Who, Chris? The guy driving the van. Because he's Greg Reed's nephew. Don't blame him for that. He can't help it. It's in his genes. Well, he's, he can't he's, help it that he's a boring guy. He's a good guy. He he he! I said hello. I said you know I've called the show for years and and gave hey, him a handshake. Listen, listen like I want to understand. The only reason that he's doing this is because That's Sam. It. Listen, Sam, the promotions guy, is sitting on his ass in here with George right now as I speak. He sends Chris around like like an underling. He, you know, here, go here, go here, go there, do this. And Sam said, oh, look at this, we're doing all this great stuff, while Sam is sitting here on his ass waiting for phone calls from these young bimbos who are waiting to find out which game they're going to go to and what right. skybox they're going to be in and whose box is going to be, you know, what, whatever's going on, you know. Well, snip it off and, and drag Queen out your, your sales holes and your promotions directors because they're idiots. Okay. Thanks, thanks for the bulletin. <laughs> oh! Okay, there's a guy who went down to the van, and he's pissed off. How do you like that? We got a mob scene down there. That's good to hear. It's nice to know somebody out there is listening, even on Paysoft. We got a few Goyim out there. See, even the Goyim are snores. All these stereotypes about us Jews being cheap. I got news, man. We're not even in the same league with the French Canadians and some of those other Canadians, too. As much as I like my Anglophile Canadians, boy, you guys, most of you are pretty damn tight, eh? I know that that Canadian money, that loony and tuning ain't worth too much, but Jesus, that's only recently. Even back, I can remember, I'm old enough to remember when the Canadian dollar was worth more, quite a bit more than the American dollar. How do you like that, eh? That's old. So what the hell did we just accomplish there, huh? See, instead of all this schmoozing and all this uh, posturing and all of this baloney and all these silly uh, awards and, you know, all this uh, ass-sucking and Gary Sarner's a wonderful guy and this one is great and we hate you, you're a bad guy. How about getting down to business? Give us some stuff to really go out there. We could do a 20 share, okay? Here's a radio station with no competition, baby. 
I wouldn't wish the competition we got in this town on Hitler. <laughs> right. God damn it. And I still say, if you want Lickenishmere medical treatment, I can tell you where to go. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Love the show. I wanted to ask, do you think the Panthers made a mistake when they got Beery? Now, what kind of a thing? They made a mistake I mean, when they got he, him? Yeah, he's been so injured. In other words, they had a crystal ball. They knew he played every game last year. He played every game. He didn't miss one game last season. For yeah, but, game. I mean, this could be like the same thing that you know that happened with uh, the Marlins when they got Sheffield. I mean, it could be a similar thing. It could be injured a lot well, when What, he gets what does here. he have to do with Gary Sheffield? No, no, I'm saying it could be a similar thing. That he gets injured every year when he gets here. Let me say, let me say it again. He played every. Are you listening to me? He played every game for Vancouver last year. He's the most exciting player in any sport in the world. Okay, and anybody that would call up a show and seriously say, "Did we make a mistake in getting Pavel Bure?" There's a classic example right there of why the sports calls on this radio station are so goddamn bad. Not all of them, just most of them. What these people in this town know about sports, not just hockey, you pick this sport, whether it's nose-picking, football, skinny-dipping, whatever sport you want to pick out, you could stick it in a thimble and have room for the goddamn uh, Soviet army left over. And there ain't no Soviet no more. How do you like that? That's right. Yeah, we made a bad mistake. We should have probably got somebody really good, like, uh, you know, I can't even think of anybody that you would uh, understand. Like, like, we should have brought Joe Sorella back to play defense. There you go. Let's hear it again. Come on, let's hear that Gary Glitter thing. I'm so goddamn wound up with these people in this town. Here we go. Let's hear it again. That's all they know. Free T-shirts, free stuff dropping from that little blip. Push somebody over the edge of the balcony. Get to that thing. Get to that free tchotchke. Here we go. Freebies, baby. Come on. Let's get them whipped up into a frenzy for freebies. This is my favorite. Gives me piles of Look at those sour notes. Oh, God, is this pathetic. This right here is what's wrong with America. Who's British, huh? They're, they're, see, the Brits, they're getting even with us again, this man. Hate This spice. Sour. Let's hear it. Come on, here we go. Bitch, 
in my right But mine is Teddy One oh three at five sixty WQAM. So we're gonna do the drawing here in a second for the Marlin opening date. My personal tickets with my parking pass. Very nice of you, Neil. Thank you. You're welcome. And also the QAM van is gone. A spectacular turnout over there. They wanted the free stuff. They showed up. There were seventy five million people there and backed up all the way to Jacksonville, so the nephew took off after he gave away everything we had to give away, which ain't much. Even City of Miami Porkers. They love me. Hey, a special hello to all our porky uh, friends out there. They love this show, all the porkers, the good ones. What? Uh, George says, yeah, both of them. That was nice. No, I said this show. I know. Will you stop? Will you were God, you're just tense. You need you need that uh, mouth guard. But you're not sharing mine, I'll tell you that. QAM invites you to join Hank Goldberg and fellow celebrity sportscasters at the Junior Achievement Celebrity Invitational Golf Tournament Thursday, April 8th at Durrell. And you know how much I love golf. I won't be there. But you ought to be. Junior Achievement helps our young people value education, understand business and economics, and uh, be workforce ready. You can purchase a foursome or a single entry to play Thursday, April 8th at Durrell. For more information, call 305-534-1388. 534-1388. That's uh, next Thursday. Okay, great. We're working on all kinds of good stuff here. Here's the drawing. This is the, uh, come on, sit up there, will you? Here's the uh, worst drawing I've ever had in my life. There's only five uh, slips in here. Huh? How do you like that? Even in Andrew Cunanan's bedroom, they found more slips than that. So what do, how do I do this? I mean, it's very hard to pick one out of. I'm just pushing them around in the bottom of this yarmulke. On Pesach, by the way. Oy. And I'm picking out a number. Here it is. Oh, and George tells me, by the way, uh, that you ladies out there, see, it's the same old crap. I've always, I've always told you the way it is. Freeloading ladies, that's what we have in this audience. They won't talk to me, but 8 million people go, oh, can, I have a, can I be on a list for tickets? And, of course, if they don't want to speak to me, the answer is no. Or just click. Number three, Trace. Alberto. Al, oh, see, it's a setup. I'm looking at these slips. They're all numbered three. No, they're not. Alberto, you won the ticket. I don't even remember who the hell it was. So Alberto got the ticket. Guy. Sounded what? like a cracker, but he was a stick. Well, you don't care. We don't check ethnic background, penis uh, size, breast size, uh, fingernails, shoe size. We're, I'm delighted that Alberto and his uh, buddy or buddies or whoever's going to be there with him, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, all of the above, kids, to be enjoying opening day. Come on, let's go out to the ball game. Let's support the Marlins, okay? Take me. And where's the regular season schedule, by the way? Did anybody ever tell us? Is that thing ironed out yet? Do we really know for sure? No. That we're carrying the Marlins games? I have a feel. I don't know. Did anybody bother telling us about the regular season? No. Is Barry Jackass giving us any uh, heads up on that? No. Thumbs up? No. His ass? No. Five, see, now we're down to like, uh, you know, a few calls now that we gave the tickets away. Five, and now we can go back to doing a real show. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Mobile in Miami is gone after waiting 38 minutes because they wanted to be on the list, jackass. Here's a plantation. Hello? Plantation. There's another one. See, you better recheck these because they're not waiting for me. Now, these aren't people that want to talk to me. These are all morons that waited some for like 36 minutes thinking they're going to get free tickets. The second they give the tickets away, they're gone. Thank you, guys. Thank you so very much for sending your very best. Not. Here's a lady in North Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing today? Great. I, I was... Here's a lady that actually wants to speak to me, maybe. 
There you go. No, I have a question. Um, what exactly does kosher mean? When it, you know, how is that food uh, different from the rest of the? That means that the rabbi blessed it. He took a he took the like a big slab of meat. He took the meat and baruch atah and then he said, okay, now you're kosher. Next. What what happens if a non-Jew eats some of it? No, oh, then you become Jewish. Uh oh. Then you start waking up three in the morning uh, with a Jones in for deli, waiting for a pastrami sandwich to come to your puss. That's right. <laughs> You know, if the food tastes so bad, you think that they would make the packaging, you know, more interesting, you know, brighter colors. And what, stuff? what what tastes so bad? Well, no, you always know, say about, you know, what how the um the the, the cracker bread or whatever the hell. Oh, it, matzah. Yeah, yeah what oh. all that stuff tastes so bad. No, they don't have to. be, you don't understand. They don't have to make the packages look better because it's a guaranteed sell. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, There's yeah. no sense in them wasting money on fancy packages because uh, all of these sheep out there are running to buy their Manischewitz matzahs or whatever brand it is, and, and they, they don't have a choice. You know, for whatever reason that they feel compelled to do this silly stuff year after year, they just keep doing it. Right. Right. Well, you know, I'm kind of pissed that you had the drawing for the tickets ready because I'm the only woman who is who is uh, you know asked. That would actually, well, better luck next time, sweetheart. And besides, why it would have been funny for me to go to this, because I was the girl that was on the front page of the Herald when they won the series. I sent George the picture. Yeah, well, so in other words, you've already been there, so have a nice day. There you go. That's good. Thank you, sweetheart. Well, goodbye. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I don't go to funerals, by the way, Corey. I just thought I would mention that. I don't want you to feel bad about that. I don't feel bad. I just don't go to funerals. I don't do funerals. It's very depressing. I work here, so I don't need to be depressed. What? What do you say? He wants some scotch tape. I told him to go on in a day. There you go. You don't have to be. Why are you guys so uh, such pussies? Just take the scotch tape. We share with everybody. We share our water. We share our scotch tape. That's it, by the way. Don't ask for anything. And our food. We like to feed the troops. Boy, are these. You're right. They are really terrified, these bastards. I mean, and he's a good guy. He looks pretty good, by the way. I just now see. I just say that just because now. Oh, geez, Neil's got the hots for Corey. No, I don't. But he ain't bad. Here's uh, Deerfield Beach. Hello. 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 Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. Speaking. Neil. Hey, this is uh, Gary from Deerfield Beach. Yes, Gary. Hey, listen. I just hey, want to uh, try and win a ticket. I don't want to talk to you. You jack off. Okay. Five six seven oh five. And he wasn't even on there before. I. Uh, how do you like that? Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty. But thanks for listening to the Neil Rogers Show on WQM, Gary. You know what they say about Gary all over his town? He's an asshole. Nine minutes after one at five sixty QAM, Hollywood seven to see. This is what you get when a guy's holding on there and he's got no other idea of anything else to say. Thanks for sharing all your material with us, Gary. I'm bang you in the butt, honey. This portion of our show is brought to you by Boo Bloob. A little bitty on each titty, and we're talking a 40 double D. And the all-new Palm Balm, because love and loneliness go hand in hand. Remember, Palm Balm. Now, back to our show. It used to be hot, back in the good old days, before the old parts came, and politicians sang Jose. This town was once alive. They even had spring break. There were things to do all night. In Broward and in Day. But the old fart walking dead had the power to elect the crooked Julio's who just got off the boat. I heard Neil Rogers cry. This is the day that's why I leave Everyone who thought that they knew best are the ones who brought us slow and painful death. 
Can you believe there was a time? No. They had casinos in Hallandale. Tried to organize the crime. But the experiment had failed. When the brain did came to town and tore the bumps up down. They pissed all over the place. It's a big goddamn disgrace. I've heard Neil Rogers cry. I'm dying over here. What a great place it could have been, but self-serving has no room in it with that. I've heard Neil Rogers cry. Oi! 116 at 560. What is that? Is that a thing? Where is that? Vladimir Vladimirovich. Vladimir Vladimirovich. Camera is still on. Is that what that is? Is that what that is? <laughs> they're having like a fist fight Vasily and they're like in uh, Parliament there. Look at that. All right. Some lawmakers say they want Russia to send Yugoslavia weapons in violation of the U.N. embargo. They were duking it out, baby. They said, get out of here. We don't want the IMF taking back those loans, you jackass. He said, okay, spasiba. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. That was pretty damn exciting. Five minutes for uh, overacting. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing today? Great. And I don't want tickets. Well, they're all gone, sir, all both of them. Thank God. I wanted to tell George that uh, there are more than two porkers listening to your show. Yes. Because I'm one. Right. I've got two friends. They're all porkers. All so, the porkers uh, I know are listening to this show. That's right. They love this show. Hey, we love your show. So good way to kill some time while you're waiting behind those bushes with that radar gun, man. It's excellent. Right. Got to kill time somehow. A- absolutely. Love what you got to say. All right. Thanks a lot. See ya. Porkers love this show, baby. Everywhere I go, they give me the thumbs up, or maybe it's that other finger. I get confused. You know, as you get older, your eyesight kind of, you know, gets confused. They're giving me some finger anyway. They love this show. Except for the uh, plantation chief of police who hates me like poison. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that, by the way. That's all going to go down next week, all that stuff I heard. Oh, and not only that, oh, but uh, how can I forget these important things? All of that scandal about that old white-haired detective over there on the beach years ago that I got the entire story, the inside story on? Does the name Bill Pratt ring a bell also, by the way? DJ? Oh, I got some real hot, though, juicy stuff. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, how much do you need to pay uh, somebody off to set somebody up? You know what I'm talking about? I think some of you do. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Okay, nice talking to you, too, freeloader. Here's a mobile in Davy. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Neil? Okay, sir. Before I get into my Chris Moore question, um... You had mentioned a book uh, about diabetes Yeah. that you gave to Hank. My girlfriend's a diabetic. Um, I believe she's a type 1. She's had it since she was a, a child, Yeah. Um, seven years of age. Would that book be appropriate for her to read? Yes, for both, type 1 and 2. Diabetes I... Solution, Dr. Richard Bernstein. Dr. Richard Bernstein. Right. Okay. Who, um, who is, by the way, he's a type 1 anyway himself. Oh, okay. How old is he? Do you know? No, he's uh, probably in his 60s now, 50s, 60s. And that was a diabetic... Diabetes solution. Diabetes solution. Okay, and um, the Chris Moore question was, I don't know if I was hallucinating or not when I heard this. Moron! <laughs> yeah. Is this his last year as the Panthers... Uh... Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, evidently, they've offered him a talk show on ESPN in lieu of doing this and on ESPN Radio. Right, I was, I was, um, I was listening to Ed. Uh, Eddie Decay, yeah. Eddie, yeah. Um, uh, on the way home from my girlfriend's last night, and, and uh, 
Was he giving the odds on whether Eddie uh, Nader or Chris is going to be <laughs> yeah, back next year? That, that and also uh, Christina, Christina walked in from doing uh, 7 to 11 on ESPN Radio. And, uh, oh, um, he's, he's already on there, or is he just... Uh, yeah, he was doing it, yeah. He said he had to run back into the other control room, I guess, or, or whatever it's called, the other studio, uh, to, to finish up because it was around 10.45 or so. And I guess he was on break, and he had to run in and, and finish up. Hmm. And I was just wondering if, if you know... I'm praying that uh, that this can mean the end. Oh, wouldn't that be great? And, and then wouldn't it be great if Geldy took over? We wouldn't hear him on the morning show anymore. Oh, you'd still hear him. Oh, he's, he's, you're forgetting he's got the naked pictures. He'll be on there forever. Oh, that little gelding. Okay, thanks. Okay, good luck to us, pal. Yeah, Christina Moore. Wouldn't that be great? We'd have a party. Oh, See, there you go again, being a party pooper, knocking Christina Moore. Okay, Chris Moore is the best hockey announcer I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. See, keep in mind, okay, this is the same guy, our boss, that wanted to pay Warren Cromarty. Same guy. We have no bumper stickers. We have no promotional materials, okay? A lot of times, bills for like 50, 80 bucks. George don't have his 200 bucks for being the employee of the month yet from months ago. This is the same guy that wanted to pay Warren Cromarty 80 grand a year to be on for a half hour a night before the Marlins baseball games because he's a cult figure in the market, okay? <laughs> How's that show on the Waxy coming, by the way? Anybody hear that anymore? No. Is it on anymore? No. Yeah. Same guy. 80 grand a year to the highly inarticulate, uh, the highly indefensible as far as being on the air is concerned, Warren Cromarty. Can anybody believe that? No. But there you go. You know, it's just, uh, it's a sport like George's. It's a sports club. Can we afford a bumper sticker? No. How many bumper stickers do you think we could put up, not just for this show, but the whole QAM operation here, talking about caring about the radio station? How many bumper stickers do you think we could put up for 80 grand, huh? Quite a few, I would think. Gold LeMay. Gold LeMay. Gold effing LeMay, baby. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Oh, they're out there at Elephant Butt, New Mexico on CNN with that uh, SNN business. Uh, Mobile and Pompano, going once. Have a nice life. Mobile and Plantation, hello. Uh, Mr. Rogers. See. Si. Rabbi Rogers? Yes. I would like to wish oh, you a Chag Sameach. A what? A Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. Chag what? It's called a Chag, means ha- holiday. Chazer what? Chag. Grayson means- Chazer? No, no. What is that? Happy holiday. Oh, okay. Happy holiday. What's wrong with Zizan Pesach? That's a lot simpler with all that uh, uh, all that conversation. Okay. That's why I started my conversation. Now, um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I watched your show a couple of times, and I want to know why do you wear a keeper? First of all, that shows. I I hate to break the news to you. Two things: Abe Lincoln has got a bad headache, and number two, the TV show has been off for three months. No, I know that. When I used to watch it. Why did I wear a schmata on my head? Yeah, why? Because it was amusing. Because it was silly. But but it doesn't make sense. Hey, let me say it again. Because it was very silly and amusing. That's why it was silly. Is because it was it didn't make any sense. That's right. Are you keeping Pesach? Of course not. Why not? Why not? Are you going? Are you are you are you going? Are you going to church to celebrate Good Friday this Friday? At least respect the religion. You should. I mean, are, are you going, sir? Are you going to church? On Friday for Good to, Friday? No. Are you going to church Sunday if, for Easter? Are you if, going to Sunday for Easter if, Sunday services? If I was Christian, I would go to church. What do you mean if you were Christian? Being Jewish I'm doesn't Jewish, mean you have to so celebrate go, a bunch of bubble icy holidays. I guarantee I'm a lot more Jewish than you'll ever be. Why do you say that? When's the last time you had a good plate of kishki? Uh, last week. Like I said, maybe you're right. Where'd you get it? Well, uh, 
listen. Now, where'd you get the kishki? Let's stop stop with the bologna, okay? Where do you find some good kishki in this town? With some good kishki? Yeah, see, I'll look at Yeah. Wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, here he's Right here, you smug. Oh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Five six seven oh five sixty palm five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Right, I got some kishki for you, okay, sweetheart. <coughs> oh yeah, my golden retriever's got some too. <coughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. He ought to go back to acting school. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay, you want some kishka? Place called Corky's out in Pembroke Pines. Right. Used to be in North Miami. Yeah, but that crowd out there in Pembroke Pines, why did they put all those dying dead people out there in Pembroke? You know, I, I used to live in Pembroke Lakes years ago, back before the average age went up to 100. Yeah. And it was a great place to live. You know, on Taft and Hiatus there, right by my dentist. Right. But yeah. uh, now, once they put that cemetery village into uh, Pembroke Pines, boy. Be careful, uh, Chuck Zink, he's out there. I know it. Well, you know, when you get to be 100, he's got to cater to his crowd. He can relate to them. He's a good guy. He's got to cater to, you know, his people. I want to ask you something. Okay, you eat the brisket, right? Yeah. And you're going to have bacon today at Mom's? Yeah, maybe. Mommy's. Yeah, and well, what does the brisket got to do with bacon? Oh, well, you told me two things that you're supposed to have this morning. I'm not I'm not doing the Pesach. I'm not having no Seder. I mean, I'm not interested in that. I'm just interested in eating, being selective. I pick out the food that I like. You like matzah? I hate it. I'm not eating no matzah. So do I. But somebody, somebody called up earlier and said matzah is a must and something else. And that's all. I couldn't remember that name. Oh, I can't pronounce that thing. I don't know what it was. Some kind of uh, grotesque, uh, ugly vegetable that grows in the uh, deep, <laughs> deep in the ground. Okay. It grows, it, grow, it grows in the desert. Yeah. And back yeah, to Horseradish or something. I don't know. It, well, it was horseradish. You're right. right. So put some horseradish on your matzah, pal, <laughs> and have a zizzy taste off. Okay. See how silly this all is? Silly, silly, silly crap. But hey, have a good time, you know. Oh, we're going to drink the wine. Like I said, schmoozing, socializing, that's great. Like the 4th of July. Every other holiday in the world becomes a social event. That's fine. All the American holidays, they've all become social events. Labor Day, do we care about the workers? Of course not. No. Care about going out there and having a barbecue again, having a few 20 or 30 beers. 4th of July, do we care about Independence Day? No. No, we care about, like, uh, you know, going out and setting off a bunch of fireworks, blowing a few people's feet off, shooting a bunch of guns up in here in Hialeah. Isn't that what they do in Hialeah? Well, yeah, every day they do that. All the rednecks do that. Drilling glory holes in uh, Westland? Oh, every day they do that. So, hey, have a good time, but don't give me this song and a dance, this uh, nonsense. Of, oh, you're going you're gonna to keep the, uh, you know, I think somebody slipped him the Mickey. <laughs> Hello, I'm Saul. And I'm Harry. Here to tell you about our special place. Just a short little drive. From New York into Pocano. Let's go. That's where I wanna go. To get away from it all. Oh, boy. In the Poconos. If you feel dead, bitch. I love that stuff. Play shuffleboard if you wish. I got a nine. Go for Saturday brunch. Or for the food on top of your dish. I hope it's kosher. In the Poconos, Sky Top and Buck Hill. Camelback and Bushkill. Mount Ellie and Shawnee. There's even Mickey Rooney. I know. Split Rock and Cresco. Oh, be that's the pumpkin in the Poconos. We'll have some lunch and then we'll see our show. With Tony Orlando in the Poconos. Get a hot shake time. You pour the champagne. Sit by the pool and act like a schlub. Let's get the chicks who can meet a nice girl. 
over by the exercise club. Hey, Julie, over here. In the Poconos, Sky Top and Buck Hill, Camelback and Bush Hill, Monelli and Shawnee. Don't forget Mickey Rooney. Split Rock and Glasgow. Bull over left the pumpkin in the Poconos. We'll have some lunch and then we'll see a show. <laughs> With Tony Orlando in the Poconos. Let's go. Did you forget your teeth? Uh, I know. I got my teeth in the little bag with the water in there. But there. 132 at 560 WQM. Hank from Shula Steak 2 coming up at 2 o'clock. Jim the Mad Dog Mandich. Yes! 537 and we got the, Amar, the uh, Panther. Uh, don't say Marlins. This game actually means something. Panthers and Idlers pregame at 7, game at 730. So that's our poll question. We got a brief time left here today, but that's the poll question for the remainder of the show. Who enjoys deli more besides us Jews? Charters or, uh, Hispanics? No, seriously, you go into a real big city and you go into a deli, and it's not just Jews in there. Here you go into like, uh, most delis and it's old Jews, you know, like over the age of death. You can, you walk in there and you smell something and say, gee, the food don't smell like usual deli because you're not smelling the food, you're smelling the clientele. But in any big city, go in there, there's like a lot of dark-complected people. They love good deli. I don't know about Hispanics. Now, George likes deli because it usually comes in for free. Boy, do we miss the Villa Deli. Somebody mentioned to me the other day something about the Villa Deli is open or something. I thought they were closed months ago. Didn't somebody tell us they closed down? Now, there's a place you can get good kishki. And also, by the way, you notice how we're slipping? Nobody brought us any brisket? Probably because I've been bitching people out about bringing us that food. That guy called, though. Which guy? The guy that brought the us? Brisket man, yeah. And what did he say? Well, well, now, why do you tell me now? What did he say? Like, maybe next week sometime. Brisket, I can eat that. Great. I love you. And I can even eat a little kishki, too. That's not so bad. Give me a little heartburn, but that's not all that bad. But a nice, juicy brisket. Now you're talking. <laughs> Here's Plantation. Hello? Plantation. Hi, there. Yes, sir. I was, uh... Listening to you a long time ago, and with with your coaching, I got the guts to come out of the closet, as it were, regarding our religious beliefs. Yes. Because you talk occasionally about people being atheists and whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it cost me a few friends. Really? Yeah, and I was I was very disappointed about it. I guess it shows religion. you who your real friends are, though, and it also goes to show you about those religious people, what nice folks they are. Yeah, Some it's uh, it's very disappointing. Um, but I don't think I'm going to go back on it. I mean, I'm still holding my stand, and I. Kind of, but anyway, I just want to mention that based on what you were saying over the last couple of years, I finally said, "What the hell? I'm just going to not take a stand." But uh, cost me a relationship and a few friends. Really? Well, I you yeah. know screw them. That's why my I look girlfriend's at it. Jewish, and I thought she'd be the most tolerant of anybody. Yeah. But she. He thinks I'm the devil personified, right? Yeah, now. well, see, you see, real Jews, with the, with the exception of the Orthodox and the crazy Jews, which there are plenty of those, uh, real Jews don't believe in that devil crap anyway, so, yeah. You, you probably, right. you unburdened yourself from a lot of sorrow, believe me. Well, apparently, but anyway, uh, thanks for the freedom. Okay, and good luck to you, sir. Yeah, bye-bye. God bless you. Here's a fact that says next week is spring break in Dade County. Uh, the Julios are already lining up and getting tickets to reserve a glory hole spot in Westland. Yes. At least uh, it'll keep their mouth full. We won't have to hear about Castro for a week. <laughs> oh, excellent facts. Nice going, sir. Oh. Good boy, Larry. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Poor pandering Dave Hyde over there to Sun Sentinel. Go back down there. Write 20 or 30 more columns about it. Okay, sweetheart? And Eddie the Pope, too. Did that Pope ever write anything that was worth repeating? No. No. Oh, but he's an icon. Yeah. 
I bet you Joe Falls. You think Joe Falls is still alive? No, probably dead. Wonder how he how he felt about this, you know this clown stealing his love letters, which you know when he got nothing to write, which is most of the time, Eddie, you write a stupid column like you did today with that love letters to the editor, which say uh, you read all of them and they say nothing, absolutely positively no. nothing. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. Anyway, I went to that. Uh, Happy daylight savings time to you, sir. It's a beautiful day here in the Grove. It's There's very windy. We can all agree on. Very very windy here. Yeah. But anyway, I went to that uh, the van over there on 27th Avenue, and and the guy looks terminal in the car. Yeah. Uh, he's just dead, you know. So I went up and I got some tickets, you know, no Marlins tickets because I'm not a baseball fan. Right. So he gave me some uh, the other tickets he were giving away. The county fair, right? The youth fair. So he gave me two, and you know, I asked him, hey, how about two more for the kids? He kid? gave you a pair. And he gave me a pair, and I go, look, again, he had a huge role there, and it's like he's, you know, I remember your old remotes when uh, when you were with the bird and all that back there, and. Uh, I think it was WNWS. Right. And, oh, not uh, WIOD, maybe, or WINZ or ZA. WINZ, and right. uh, I mean, those remotes that you did back then, man. Oh, we that, we, that need, was, we that, need to see those remotes these that days. That was a whole different ball game. I mean, we had all kinds of stuff to give away, although we had our moments, too. We had the times when the promotion people screwed up, and we had to sign the back of paper plates down at Benson Camera one time, and then the time I went out there to a Pompano Stadium there for the Miracle Game, and they gave me about 10 picture cards to sign, and we had 2,000 people lined up there, and I left there practically in tears on a car calling Mike Disney at home. How come you don't have any stuff for me to send out here, you jackass? We've had, you know, promotion in this market, man. It's not one of their stronger suits. I have uh, bumper stickers from those days. I have bumper it, stickers. You it, won't see those no more. Not I have here. those. Those I won't. Uh, they're, uh, they're on my wall, and right. uh, also pictures of you signed by the bird and you. Right. And uh, what is it with the bird these days? Have uh, is he like dis- did he disappear completely? Or? He's uh, he's pretty sick. I guess we have to check on him. He was in the hospital in Lakeland. You know, he's got. Um, He's got a form of MS and has had for years. Not at all. I'll have to check and see how he's doing. One last thing. Uh, I got this envelope in the mail from that other station uh, that you were at before you came to a uh, sports station. Yeah. Uh, it was a yellow envelope. W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. Yeah. <laughs> and a year and a half later, they sent me this package. I guess it was something that you were giving away. You and George were giving away something that day. And I haven't even opened it. I don't even know what it could be. So uh, I guess I'm just going to send it back to them. And I hear that... Uh, that lady that used to be on uh, After You, was it After You? She's on there now? <laughs> yeah. Babbling, uh, Babbling Brook, yeah. Babbling Brook, is she still on? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I never turn that station on. Uh, I miss her a little. I mean, if I want to get some stock market advice, I turn on Rick, you know, in the morning, Rick and Suds. But other than that, I never turn that station on. But anyway, I don't miss that station. Uh, this is a uh, number one station, and you're the best, and we need to see you. Uh, we already know. How you look like? We need to see you. We need to be in front of you. We want to. See, we the public want to see you. Okay. You no, know, you're a Howard Stern. Okay, pal. Thank you. See you. Bye. With less hair and uh, less money. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. He wants it, man. He wants it badly. Maybe we could send him over to hang out with JC. How's he doing, by the way? I wanted it. I'll bet. Yeah, we just just uh, something missing here, you know. It's just an ingredient. They're, they're, see, the powers that be here, they're too involved with their own little uh, cloak, that inner circle you're always talking about. They're too involved with that. And they just they just don't have any uh, empathy or understanding for the rest of us and what this place is really all about. See, they, they're, this thing about Gary Sarner talking about how he understands and is proud of us. See, they don't understand what QAM is all about. They really don't. We do. They don't. I think you got it backwards. What? I think we're the ones that don't understand what it's all about. We understand what it's all about. Sports bar with a microphone. 21 till 2 at 560 WQAM. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. 
banana picking, Julio's who thrive on anarchy, are building an arena for the Miami Heat. Having two arenas somehow don't seem right. Better ask Jeff Owens for financial advice. NBA is locked down. There's no basketball. They're all on strike. Let's burn the place down. An insurance check would sure be nice. Before we lose our ass, take that town of Like that, that, We got more Jews working around this joint. It's good that we got one Jew in the inner circle there, you know what? That's good. He's, is he the only one? I think he's Gary Sarner. He's the only one. He's not really in the inner circle. He's just he's just on the outside hanging on by his toenails till next time he gets canned. He's the employee of the month, baby. Oh! Gary Sarner. He's our kind of people. He's Jewish. And we're pretty embarrassed about it. Here's a mobile and Davy. Hello. Okay, thanks for the call. There we go again with the phone thing. How do you like that? Just when we well, thought... good. That means they're working on it. Why? What's wrong with it? It's not uh, rolling over in the right order. It's not? Hello? Well, what, is, what do you mean it's not rolling over in the right order? I thought we had this all straightened out. No, they're coming in like haphazard. Oh, you're working on that? I hope so. Oh, God. You, the guy that called early in the show was right. You people at Bell South, man, you're uh, the Antichrist. God, oh, this the, the whole phone system here needs an exorcism, I'm telling you. But the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. God, dang. 5670560, oh, pound five. I know this is just a little thing. Why should I be worried about, you know, doing the talk show with the phone system? It's all screwed up. See, I'm just a troublemaker. I don't want to be, uh, you know, a part of the uh, little core, and I don't want to be everybody's friend. That just cracks me up. I want to be your friend. No. I don't want to be your friend. No, I want, I want it. No, no. Uh-uh. Sorry. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, two things. First of oh, all, this phone uh, system blows. Yes. Uh, are you going to be at the game tonight? Yes, I will. And also, I saw uh, someone had on a shirt that says, I get turned on by Neil Rogers. Where can I get one? You want a what? A T-shirt. Someone had on a T-shirt that says, I'm turned on by Neil Rogers. Where can I get one? You have to uh, you have to lick uh, Sam in the right place to get one of those. We only have seven of them. Rectum. You have to lick him on his rectum, and maybe he'll give you one. Or maybe uh, the nephew. So everybody, why, why were they so unimpressed by the nephew? I mean, yeah, he is a boring kind of a guy. Huh? He looks boring. It's just that look of his. He's a really good guy. Did anybody believe me? No. He's a good guy. We like him. He's one of the few people here we really like. What's He's nice? very nice, but huh? very boring. But he is boring. You're right. His nickname around here is the Porch Dog. The Porch Monkey? Oh, the porch dog. Oh, you know, he, he is boring. You look at him and right away, like, oh, geez, you know, boring. He can't help that. You look at me and you think, oh, fat and old, you know. It's the way you are. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. I'm thrilled at the fact that you decided to take charge of your own life, a 
eventually get off all these medications. That's right. I'm working my way off of them. In fact, I just took a little bite of my uh, hydrochlorothiazide this morning because my blood my blood pressure is spectacular now. My low tensin I've cut in half. My glinase I've eliminated all that micronase from my uh, life, and my blood sugar is 73, 77 every morning. It's beautiful. You're doing well, and I, I feel it. I sound like it, and I'm sitting up in my chair here instead of sitting on my liver and my oh, you tissues. Sound, you sound very enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I think you're going to really do it this Maybe, time. And I'm, I'm not joking. You know, people in this town they can get all bad out of shape and my buddy dr mark laporte he's a great guy and he's you know an interest in my health and he really uh i like him a lot he's a good guy and a friend but some of these other people man this business of giving people a lick and a schmear and suggesting that that's medical care i'm sorry that's bullcrap well you know let me let me just point something out here uh and this comes from my doctor uh unfortunately because of all the hmos we have down here in florida yeah many of your best doctors have left the state and they're going to states to the north and west where they right. make That's a right. lot more money. So in turn... Uh, the, this is a nursing home here. Well, the great doctors that we have left, they can't take any more patients. Yeah. So, you know, you have you have to really search hard and long to find exactly what you want in the doctor. Mm-hmm. But you know yourself, if if uh, if you stay on the program you're on, you drop the weight, no more medication. Right. I mean, I could see you running around at 150 pounds. That's right. I, I, by, be, I'd say by 3 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. Thank you, sir. Have a happy whatever you're celebrating. Have a happy daylight savings time. There's something most of us can agree on. Oh! We all like it, most of us. There's some people who don't like daylight savings time. You know what I say to them? <laughs> Too bad. What are the reasons for that? Well, you know, the farmers don't like it. You want to know why? Because we push the clock ahead an hour so it gets light an hour later in the morning. They don't like working in the dark. Some parrots don't like it because they don't like to have their kids out there waiting for the school bus in the dark in the morning. Huh? That is correct. So there's those eight people, but all the rest of us, we like it. Daylight savings time. Hate when we turn the clock back. Oh, I despise that. What is it, the end of October? Oh, brother. Depressing. It starts getting dark five in the afternoon. Hate it.